Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the sug boat. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios talking to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we are on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And today we're going to do a Facebook Live giveaway. Let's bring back the raffle. And Shirley, um, do we have two prizes today? Are we going to double up? No, we're not going to double up. I'm just going to do one prize, shrimp taco lunch, courtesy of Chico's. One lucky winner. On today's uh, program, we'll win a shrimp taco lunch to Chico's. Here's all you have to do. Head over to Facebook, jump in our Facebook live feed, uh, share that video, that post, and type in a number, 1 through 100. Your whatever number, maybe it was your old jersey number, your birth date, your anniversary, uh, a number you feel like has luck or value in your life. Type that in. And we'll do a random drawing coming up in the 5 o'clock hour and pick out our winner for today. So once again, a number 1 through 100. Just type it in in uh, our Facebook live chat, and you can be a winner. Coming up on today's program. Speaking of which, just to interrupt you, if you've already won this month, you're not eligible to win again, just so you know. All right. So there you go, winners from this month. Uh, Coming up on today's show, we got three former Pirate football players to talk to. Of course, Bryce Williams makes his weekly Wednesday appearance coming up at 5 o'clock. Also in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll talk to another huntsman, outdoorsman, uh, that was on uh, some of those Bryce Williams teams. Former ECU defensive back Chip Thompson will join us. Chip was very funny, but did not like to talk so he never really got to hear his personality as a player he was kind of shy but we'll uh we'll talk to him today about his playing days what he's up to today and also uh we'll we'll go out pirate outdoors with chip thompson see what he's been doing hunting and fishing along with uh bryce as well every week i hear people say i really enjoy the uh pirate radio outdoors with bryce but i have no idea what he's talking about and that is how i feel sitting right beside him here every wednesday i don't know the lingo the terms the the species he's talking about but for whatever reason i enjoy it when other people enjoy something and have a passion for it it uh i I like that it causes me to say huh there must be something to this thing if this person i've said a lot about like nascar when we used to have jordan anders on he would get so excited about it and i'd be like there must be something to this that i'm missing and uh so i feel that way when we talk to bryce about hunting and fishing anyway bryce chip thompson coming up 
hour three. Later on in hour number two, we'll talk to former East Carolina cornerback Dakota Marshall. Dakota is a country boy and has done great for himself with his first and goal hauling company. And apparently the weather and the snow sitting around has uh, kind of got him in a building rather than out on the roads. Uh, so he tweeted today he was bored. And I was like, hey, you want to come on the show and just talk for a little while while you're bored? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, we'll talk to Dakota coming up in hour number two about some of his playing days, what he's up to today. Uh, so Dakota Marshall, Bryce Williams, Chip Thompson coming up later on in the show at four o'clock. We'll talk to WCTI 12's Brett Kennedy about what's going on uh, local in sports, but also he is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. They are hosting the AFC Championship for the fourth straight year. I believe that's the most all-time for an NFL team. So we'll talk Chiefs, Bengals, uh, get his uh, thoughts on Chiefs, Bills from Sunday and uh, see what else is going on in the world of sports with Brett Kennedy. That's coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll visit with The Voice at uh, 3.25-ish, about 15, 20 minutes from now. We'll talk to Jeff Charles. All right, once again, the Pirate Radio Raffle. Get your numbers in. If you have not won this month, you are eligible to win. All you have to do, go to our Facebook live feed for today, uh, share that feed, and type in a number between 1 through 100. And John Moody is in with the number 77 john saw the hurricanes win went to his first hurricanes game last night and uh, saw them win in overtime so he had a good time uh charles on facebook live is asking are we brothers yes chandler and i are brothers um big age difference very but uh we are indeed brothers thank you for asking thank you for noticing we have two we have we don't share the same last name and we don't share the same parents <laughs> or dna or nope. genes gene pool we do share the same denim jeans often i'll i'll wear them monday give them to chandler he'll yeah. wear them tuesday but as far as scientific hereditary genes like that no no genes of mine are in his genes but guess what what we're brothers who said i'm trying to figure was it 50 oh yeah 50 cent said trying to figure how you got in them jeans <laughs> there was another song surely <laughs> what was the old r&b song that went is there any more room for me in those jeans <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> ah, i don't know ah, in them jeans I got <laughs> oh my gosh we'll have to google that oh my gosh let me google it up google it up any more room for, for me in those jeans jenny's gonna be is, so upset up oh <laughs> genuine oh genuine what was the title of the song looking good it's called in those jeans is oh see the only genuine <laughs> song i ever remembered was pony so yeah that was his one really one thick day. like i like all right easy in those jeans great song google it up uh we are getting our numbers in for the pirate radio raffle today john has 77 bob is in with number eight good luck bob josh has number 36 jerome bettis and chad says i'm not eligible until next month because chad was a winner he's a winner what did he win youtube or the raffle i can't remember what no, he, won. he won it was last wednesday so the raffle we, we put him on the phone 
Yeah, yeah. Had the number 82. Yep. That's so. right. So Chad uh, won the raffle last week. Uh, next week, he has an opportunity. Opportunity. Because uh, the new month begins on Tuesday. You can win one time a month here on Pirate Radio. So get your numbers in now, 1 through 100, and you could be a winner on today's show. All right. Um, we didn't do a rundown today. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, CJ, I was watching playoff football Sunday, and I was watching the um, – had the, the Barstool guys do the streaming stuff, yeah. and I was I was listening into that while I was watching, and they were talking about Brady losing, Tom Brady losing on Sunday, and how, you know, well, there's a lot of chatter. Maybe he'll retire. <coughs> Maybe yeah. this is it for Tom Brady. And there was a Steelers fan watching along, and, and they said, oh, no, wait a minute. What if he retires the same year as Big Ben and they get inducted into the Hall of Fame at the same time? Oh, God. And it's just Brady Fest. Because anybody that gets inducted with Tom Brady is going to be a complete afterthought. Yeah. Right? So what a way to diminish Big Ben if they retire the same year and really any other nfl player who is in that hall of fame class you wanted to diminish big ben just watch any game from this season Ooh. Ouch. speaking of big ben mike singletary uh was in the news did you see this former bears linebacker former bears legend former 49ers, 49ers coach. coach something slipped through the breaking news boys <laughs> um let me see if i can find the excerpt he talked about how he vetoed a trade involving Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, now I don't know how close this trade was was you know to being actually going through or whatever, but he said that Alex Smith uh, during Mike Singletary's time with the 49ers, Alex Smith had had four different offensive coordinators in four years, mm-hmm. and he said that Singletary. Here's his quote: He's he's been preaching about staying together character all that stuff he wanted to give him a chance and apparently there was a trade in place for ben roethlisberger who had been recently accused of sexual assault so it was while that time all that was going on Mm -hmm. and mike singletary said quote i had been telling the team i wanted a team of character i felt i had to be true to that but if I could do it again, I'd do it differently. Wow! End quote. Can we go Oof. back in time? So how about the how about Big Ben with the Niners? Wow! And you would have had some boring Alex Smith football. Lordy. Alex Smith won, but he was a, a he was the if you look up game manager in the dictionary, you see Alex Smith. Yep. Man, that could that have changed mean, everything. That would mean that he potentially wouldn't have been a Washington Redskin. Maybe he wouldn't have broke his leg off his body. Uh, yeah, if Alex Smith goes to Pittsburgh, does he have a bionic leg today? Just that little that moment in time could have changed everything. So anyway, a life without Big Ben for CJ. And this was the this was like 2009. So like probably right when you well, how old were you then? nine ten something what's like that? the first year i always go to like 1995 as the first year i followed washington every single week knew who they played 
watched the games, listened to the games, kept up with the scores, stats. That was like my real first year. I had watched games previous to that, but that was when I became a full-time fan. What year was it for you? So I kept up with the Steelers before they won that Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Uh, like I knew, I knew they were a good team, and I followed the playoff run at least. Um, and then once they won the Super Bowl, that kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh, okay. This so you're a bandwagon really guy. Exactly. Uh, sure. Big, big bandwagon guy. But I stick with them now. Fair enough. That's true. Chandler, what was your first year? 2011. Cam? Cam, Ron Rivera's first year. It was coming off the 2-14 and 14 season with Jimmy Clausen slash Matt Moore. I had watched some games that year, but I didn't watch it every week. I was like, oh, the Panthers are on. And then I was like, okay, now's the time. It's time to hop on board. So you were with Cam the entire time? I was. Yeah. Day one. Is Cam back with the team next year? Um, Are you asking, do I think so? I don't, I don't know. All right, great. That's good radio right there. Just I don't know. That's a good answer. Because you're not in the office working with the Panthers. Now, I, I guess I should ask you, Chandler, in your opinion, do you think Cam Newton's back next year? No. Thank you. Uh, Susan is in on our raffle. She has number 75. She says, hashtag fire Matt rule. Mm, she's going to be on this. I know. It stinks because it's it's not going to happen. Nope. Like, Mike McCarthy could still get fired. We could still see, some, like, Sean Payton stepped down yesterday. At this point, it would be shocking if Matt Rule was fired, right? Just the way Tepper, like, it feels like they are getting the gang back together for another run here. Ben McAdoo, the whole crew. Charles says Gardner Minshew, Carolina Panthers. I've seen some talks about that. I know the fan accounts that I follow on social media are really wanting him to come in and be that backup guy and it looked well backup to who sam darnold what who would you rather have on the field Minshew's I mean, at least fun he is fun taylor he- that would be like having a backup role that would be like having heineke where you have a low I expectations know. you could go win some games but either way it's going to be fun it's going to be entertaining yeah to see him true. throw interceptions and run around and get first down with his legs and yeah. then throw a bomb to DJ Moore. Like, that would be fun. It's yeah. Best stuff. It's like Jameis Winston a couple years ago. You, uh, what, 30 touchdowns, 30 pre, interceptions, right? Pre-LASIK Jameis. Mm-hmm. They started putting out lines. 30. Yeah, they started putting out lines on uh, sports books on what time would he throw his first interception. <laughs> Jameis is not, as, and of course he got hurt, but his numbers, he was not as fun uh, after he got LASIK surgery. A lot more taking care of the football. Still had his fumbles and picks every now and then. But Chandler, you all right today? Yeah. All right. Is, what's wrong with you? I'm fine. You, you, you got very mad at me a while ago. I know. I, I just thought we were having like an on-air football I thought you were asking it, have we announced that he's coming back? No, no, no. Just uh, in your opinion, do you think he's back next year? I, I don't think so. <laughs> in fact, I think Cam Newton's done with football. What's his next move? Hopefully not fashion. um actually i hate to tell you this but he does have his own fashion oh no oh dear he's gonna work as a social media agent also i know back in the day (laughs) hopefully not a new app that turns letters into shapes (laughs) i know yeah uh 
that is hard to read and it makes my head hurt. But he does. I know back in the day he used to make the sport coats, the mm-hmm. Cam but now he has his own hat line. Mm-hmm. Great. So I guess that's what he would fall on. Uh, he. I wonder if he's a, a TV guy. He likes the cameras on him. He's a, he's a good personality. Yeah. All right. Uh, interesting. So you, which Sam Darnold will be back next year, right? Yeah. So you'll still have him. CJ's going to have a new QB, although it could be an in-house guy, Jughead Rudolph. Right. Uh huh. Let's get him off the team too. Or Dwayne Haskins. I would rather take another chance with him. No, you would. I I don't like Mason Rudolph. He's awful. I I can't believe he's still on the team. And uh, my team should have another starting quarterback next year as well. Ron right? Fitzpatrick, Aaron John, or Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. I think Fitz. What's is, the plan with him? I think he's done. I mean, he was on a one-year deal with Washington, right? Yeah. So I think it's about time for him to hang it up. Does anybody what want a fun career though? Yeah, and I don't. I don't think Washington would have been a lot better with Fitzpatrick than they were with Heineke. I was kind of down on him going into the year. How fun is it? I mean, we say it's fun, but to be kind of a part of a lot of the teams in the league and kind of get to uh, connect with so many different players. But I feel like the traveling would get old. Like you're hopping here, you're hopping there. You know, you have to adjust the weather. If you're a young single bachelor, it's probably awesome. Yeah. If you have, if you get older and have a family, a family, family. Does he have a family? family. Does he have a wife? And you got to go to Baton Rouge and from South Bend, and you know, um, I don't know, man. I don't know his personal life. Ryan, I was just asking your opinion. Do you do you <laughs> think do you think he has a family? I'm gonna say he is married with children, like Al Bundy. Let's see. Um, if you go to his Wikipedia, it says his performances have earned him the nicknames Fitz Magic and Fitz Tragic. <laughs> Duality of man. Who put that on the wiki? Personal life. He is married to Lisa Barber or Liza. They have seven children. He named one after Brady. Brady, Tate, Jake, Lucy, Maisie, Zoe, Ruby. This guy is a huge family man. Family. Family. Imagine lugging around all those kids to different landing spots. How many times did he say, I'm glad that me and my family are here? I've got my family here. Man. Family. He uh, was named the fifth smartest athlete by Sporting News in 2010. How do you... <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, by the way, I said earlier today, Chandler, we should take the uh, free IQ test online. <laughs> I don't want to take Because I heard somebody talking about it. I took it. I got a 122. But I think this thing is majorly skewed to make you feel smart. Or maybe the scores I are like golf. The IQ one test wins. on the internet. Well, no crap. But if it, it look, it says I'm superior and well above average. Well, you are superior. <laughs> There's no way that's true. <laughs> I look at myself as more of a high average or average guy. Uh, according to the test I took today, I am superior. <laughs> how were you in school really seriously um like from elementary school on up I, AG Cox. I was all a's i think i got my first b in like fourth grade and then from then on out like i i would get a c in middle school my mom would get mad 
and i, I just i skated by Some i did not you doing? i didn't apply myself and it's uh you know looking back i wish i could i could have made all a's all that stuff but did not apply myself chandler to listen to the kids out there yeah listen to your parents do the work um and just get why not get your grades uh by the time i was in high school it was almost like every day was a social event got to see my friends you started getting senioritis like early <laughs> yeah like sophomore year yeah dude what are you doing man senior seniority baby what are we doing You're a sophomore bro where's the party this weekend are we hanging out yeah it was what about your science project what what are you talking i'll tell you what i was a good test taker and i did real good projects i could almost like anytime we had to do a presentation i could almost bs my way through it yeah pretty good talker so and i enjoyed doing stuff like that it was just the uh the monotonous i don't know anytime i was how about this anytime i was challenged i did a pretty good job i need to be challenged i need to be told what to do okay i challenge you at to the what? break to what go out into the parking lot and do 50 push-ups okay. i challenge that is you. a physical challenge i challenge you nah if i could do something i was gonna say orally and then using my mouth both of those sound wrong something using my talents that kind of sounds wrong too mm-hmm. wow. wow i don't know what to say right now I just don't say anything all right uh so yeah there's not much going on in ecu land currently we got basketball thursday night let's play guess the line ecu memphis last time it was memphis minus seven and a half i'm gonna go i don't know if i want to go double digits i'm gonna say memphis i'm gonna go up a point memphis minus eight and a half at home yesterday yesterday that's what i said yesterday is it okay i'll go uh fine give me double digits i'll go 10 by the way sometimes i get irrationally mad i'm not really mad yeah i, just I was very kind of scared a while ago <laughs> when you got mad at me i'm not really mad on live just... radio <laughs> we got beef clip Nah, we're good everybody's good we're all pals here i was thinking nine and a half we're brothers uh, igloo yesterday said he would go but he said have it in the 12 range Ooh. I don't know. Memphis uh, finally got off the schneid. Love at, that word. At Tulsa? At Tulsa. One by two points. Uh, if you're East Carolina, I mean, you got to put together a better performance than you did on Saturday. you got to get a shot off. Where you hit, how about uh, over under three-pointers made? Coming off a of one uh, performance where they made one three-pointer. I'm going to say six and a half. I'm going to say five and a half. So what are you going? I was going to say four and a half. Okay, well, I'm setting the line at six. Oh, and you're a half. setting the line. I'm going under. Sounds now. like you're going under. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, under. I'd go under as well. You're going under. I mean, JJ Miles. I'm assuming will be out again. Who got re-injured in that Houston game? Uh, can, can, the out. question is, can Vance Jackson get back into a group? Yeah, we got to get him going somehow, some way. So it, Kelvin Sampson called him a marked man, and he is. So will the Memphis Tigers make him a marked man on tomorrow night? and uh, we'll see so need him to knock some big shots down including threes redbeard said the line should be memphis minus 25 why mr negative why redbeard why it shouldn't be that high memphis it wasn't even that high for houston memphis might win by 40 but the line should not be that high um i was nervous about memphis running away with it in mengees remember yeah. i told you that it just felt like a recipe for a 
17-point win by Memphis. And I mean, they were looked, up by it 19. Looked like, it looked like that for a while. I would say this is a recipe for that, but coming off that bad loss for East Carolina, I just expect them to play better and at least make it a ball game. Problem is, with Memphis's talent, any night they could go off and have a good game. Yeah. So that's coming up late night, Thursday night, nine o'clock. By the way, um, oh, John Moody is uh, a member of the Sugboat, and. I guess this is like a rookie initiation. He says, CJ has to cook for us on the Sugboat tomorrow night. Hazing. Sug, Sug. CJ, if you are preparing a captain's dinner with all of our special guests on the Sugboat, what what would you prepare for us? Well, I don't see why you couldn't have some lumpia. I'll make you a whole Filipino platter. Yeah! This so, is this is really gonna make Taylor upset. Now that we're bringing who, who's the, who's we're bringing food into the equation. Oh my god, this is great! What do you call me? You call me fat? 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 No, you like to eat. I do. You like I, good food? Yeah. You don't care like about food. riding on a boat. You care about eating, though, right? <laughs> Look, man, who's your little special guests? The people on the sug boat. They're not guests. They are members of the boat. Guests or people that come on the boat that aren't supposed to be there. Okay, well, so how about I this? Be a guest on the boat. Who would you, who would you think is a cool I'll guest? Leave. Look, I'll leave. Because whoever it is, we're getting them, and you're not coming on. No, I'll leave. I'll eat supper with you guys, and I'll say, "Hey, thanks for supper." That is a good question. Should we allow plus ones? Because I have a sister. And yeah, I mean, I have a sister and a brother to think about here. I could. Is Chandler the brother? Or like Chandler's my brother. brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then my what sister. about your wife and daughter? Let's start there. They think that I'm more ridiculous than you do. <laughs> so I don't think they want to come on the boat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll bring Jana, my sister, as my plus one. Congrats, Jana. <laughs> Way to go. All right, let's take a break. We'll, uh, ooh, John is willing to have you as his plus one if you are the butler. One night stand. <laughs> <laughs> the butler. To be a butler? Oh, come on, John Moody. You could murder us all. The butler did it. And you could run the sugboat. Being a butler on a boat that you named and came up with. Why are you talking like Jim Rome? Because I love it. Coming up next, the voice Jeff Charles. Jeff Charles. What can the Pirates do to turn this thing around Thursday night against the Memphis Tigers? We'll talk about that and more with The Voice when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Get your numbers in Facebook Live. Chime in on our live video feed today. Type in a number 1 through 100 and you are entered into our raffle. Scott has 23. Dustin has 19. We'll uh, get all our numbers in and have our drawing in hour number three of today's show. We're back with you. More Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. 
There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, uh, tonight... And we do this every now and then. We'll have a guest host. One of our regulars will come up with the questions and host sports trivia. And that way I can participate. And tonight is one of those nights. Uh, our regular Steve Hill will be uh, has come up with all the questions. I have not seen them, by the way. People are like, well, that's not fair if you play, if you know the questions. Well, I don't know the questions. I haven't seen the questions. Uh, so Steve will host. I will be participating, I believe, uh, I've got some uh, an elite team form with the likes of Stephen Igo and Ronnie Woodward uh, to be playing tonight. So, 8 o'clock, come on out and see if you can beat me. Uh, a lot of times when I've done this, people have beaten me, but not last time because yep. I was the wiener. And boy, did we hear from it. Oh, yeah, a lot of junk talk. Oh, my God. That's what makes it fun, though. Yeah, yeah. When I lose, people talk a lot of junk to me. I know that much. I don't. I'm not saying you do. I don't. But people do. Steve, what do you want to read? Uh, Steve said earlier this week, it was, I believe yesterday, he said there is a new sports trivia category this week. There will be a sports figure anagram. Anagram? Anagram category? Just a heads up. Had to look that up because, I, of course, I don't know what things are. Did you say anagram? It's anagram, though, right? Yeah. I didn't know if it was anagram, anagram. It's a city by Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, talking about the athlete, anagram. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I, I had to look it up, but it's like words. Jumble. Jumble. A word jumble. So right. that that should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a nice little brain teaser. So fun uh, Wednesday night plan tonight, 8 o'clock. Come on out. We'll be uh, probably have the Hornets on one of the TVs. Mm-hmm. And if you have a special request to watch a game, uh, we'll put that on for you. All right. Uh, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live jeff how you doing today clip doing great getting ready to head to memphis so uh, the flight will leave at six o'clock from pitt greenville a charter flight this time down to memphis it's about an hour and 45 minutes down there and the pirates will have the late tip off tomorrow night nine o'clock eastern time it will be eight o'clock central time but the rematch with memphis and let's see if the pirates uh, can do it again over the tiger well jeff i guess the good thing about basketball is you, you don't have too much time to think about things when when they went like they went on a saturday it was ugly it was one of the worst shooting performances ever for east carolina against houston of course you give credit to the top 10 cougars in that you also have to uh, go back to the drawing board if you're east carolina so it, hopefully jeff they can shake this off i talked about it with Cy yesterday you kind of worry from the outside and this is probably not a huge concern hopefully with joe dooley and his staff but when you see a game like that and you're getting towards kind of the end of the year. You've played a lot of games. You just hope you don't lose the team. You know, after blowing the lead to UCF, after getting blown out by Houston, you hope everybody's still locked in, engaged. You know, is that is that a concern, you think, heading into this game tomorrow night with Memphis? Well, I think the biggest concern heading into the game with Memphis is the talent that they put out on the floor, Clip. I think that if you're a Pirates fan, that's what you have to be concerned with. And if you're Joe Dooley, that's what you have to be concerned with because – they have elite talent at every position, and it's very difficult to go down there and win the basketball game. But you're right about the Houston game. I can honestly say I don't think I have ever broadcast a basketball game of the hundreds and hundreds that I've done over the years 
and the score was 34-2. to two. That is hard to do. I don't <laughs> care who you are or where you're playing, but the Pirates just, uh, just did not play well at all. And then the shooting percentage for the game was, what, 16% and one of 19 from three. I mean, to be honest with you, I've really never seen numbers like that. And you got to give Houston a lot of credit. I'll I tell you what, Cliff, when we were down there, over the weekend, uh, obviously, they're excited about Houston basketball. They were number 10 last week, and they went to the Final Four, as we all know, last year. And I went up to the concourse level about 20, 25 minutes prior to tip-off, and there was just a real buzz up there. I mean, the place was packed, and they have a beautiful arena now where they have a lot of restaurants and they have a lot of social areas, and people were really excited. And then when the game tipped off, there was a frenzy in that building. I, I know we've been there a number of times before, but I've really never seen their crowd quite that stirred up. And I think their team really played off of that, and they jumped off into that lead, and it was like a snowball going downhill. And i tell you what, I see a lot of basketball, I see a lot of basketball teams in this league clip, and there is no one, there's no one that plays with the effort and the intensity level that Kelvin Sampson's teams play with. It's just a totally different level. And the Pirates not only couldn't make a shot, they were having a hard time just getting a shot out of their hands. Hmm. I mean, these guys are junkyard dogs that play at Houston. They, they take that intensity level to a whole, whole other area. And I tell you what, it was, it was very difficult. So you're right. Now, this was three bad halves that East Carolina's played because you go back to the UCF game in the second half, and... That was a meltdown, so they've had three bad halves in a row now. And the question is, can they come back and, and, and play well against Memphis tomorrow? And so we'll just have to wait and see. But I don't, I don't think that this team is, uh, is going to go away. I think there's a lot of resolve with this team. Joe Dooley is a tough guy, as we all know, and a lot of intensity. These kids have played hard all year. And let's keep everything in perspective. It was a really bad game, no doubt. But this team is still 11-8. and eight. And still just two and four in the league. There are a lot of games yet to be played. So there's a lot of basketball left to be played for this team. So they've got at least 12 more games to go. So that's a lot. So they've got a lot to play for yet. And I know it's going to be tough at Memphis tomorrow night. And you come back with Cincinnati, it's going to be tough for that game on Sunday at home, the 12 noon start. And Cliff, you and I talked about this last week. The AAC schedule maker didn't do any favors for East Carolina when you take a look at this schedule. I mean, two games against Memphis, two games against Cincinnati. you got to go to Houston. I mean, this was all coming in the month of January, and I know that Joe talked to his ball club about that as well. So, you know, it's been tough. Uh, and February, things will let up maybe just a little bit schedule-wise, but, Cliff, as you and I both know, there's no gimmies in this league, and it's a dogfight every time East Carolina plays any of these teams in the Americas. Saw so, uh, Temple knocking off Cincinnati. Cincinnati was on a run. Temple's on a run of their own right now. Poor Tulsa just lost to Memphis by two. They see they have not won a game in, in the conference, and they seem to lose every game by two to five points, Jeff. Got to be frustrating for those guys. So every night, no matter who you play, it is uh, an absolute war in the American. Uh, and it, it, we saw that, that all-world performance by Vance Jackson on the road at Cincinnati. And since then, he has become a marked man. Kelvin Sampson admitted as much after the game that they're keeping an eye on everything that Jackson's doing on the court and trying to stop him. And teams have been able to do that. And everybody's got to step up, obviously, for East Carolina. But looks like Vance uh, has a lot of pressure on him from opposing defenses right now, Jeff. 
There's no doubt he was like double teamed every time he touched the ball at Houston. He just could not get his shot off. And, you know, I think we saw the same thing with Tristan Newton earlier in the season when Tristan was having some big games. Then all of a sudden they learned how to defend him a little bit better with a bigger player. And then his, his production went down a little bit. Now it's come back here the last game or two. But these guys watch tape, too. I think that was the famous quote from Steve Logan years ago when he was the football coach at ECU. Coach Logan used to always say, the opponents watch tape, too. And that just means that everybody's prepared for you. And East Carolina has you know a couple of legit weapons, but if you can take those two guys away, then you, you try and make the other guys beat you, and sometimes they can and sometimes they can't. So, yeah, it was tough. It was tough for Vance. I tell you what, you referenced that Cincinnati game when he had 35 points, Cliff, and it's going to be really fun to watch him on Sunday at noon against Jeremiah Davenport. They, like, had their own little game going for a while <laughs> in that game, and it got a little bit heated, too. But Vance would come down and, and hit a shot, and then he would guard Jeremiah Davenport. He would come down and hit a shot. So it was a lot of fun to watch, and as I mentioned, there was uh, quite a rivalry going on there between the two. So we'll see that rematch coming up. Sunday at 12 noon, and yes, I don't like Sunday 12 noon games any more than anybody else does, but clip long ago, I quit complaining about starting times for <laughs> football or basketball games yeah. because we have no, no say in it, and it's all about television and what television wants, so... You just line up and you just play when they say to play. Yeah, I don't even ask you anymore, uh, hardly, about tip-off times and kickoff times, Jeff. I know your answer, so there you go. Uh, but Jeff will be on the call coming up uh, late night, Thursday night. I won't ask you about that one either, Jeff. 9 o'clock tip-off uh, here Eastern and also coming up noon on Sunday as the Pirates take on Cincinnati. Jeff, uh, I admit I, I was uh, a bit of a fair-weather guy on uh, Saturday. I turned it over to the football game and stopped watching East Carolina. You were unable to do that on the call courtside, but uh, some great football games this weekend. A lot of times we are kind of victims of the moment, and we say this is the best thing or worst thing we've ever seen, but just about everybody I talk to agrees this is the best weekend to play off football uh, maybe of all time, boys. Uh, just amazing games going right down to the end. Some elite quarterback play. And I uh, know uh, Saturday you were uh, working. How about Sunday? Were you able to catch any of the, the playoff action this weekend? Well, unfortunately, Cliff, we got back late Sunday afternoon. Hmm. I did catch uh, some games on the radio on the uh, on the radio from the airport back to the house, and so I listened for a little bit. But I pretty much missed the whole weekend, and I wish I wouldn't have because <clears> it was – some really, really great football. I texted Dan Horde uh, yeah. this morning. <laughs> I said, well, Dan, here was your choice. You could come to Greenville, North Carolina on Sunday for basketball, or you could do the AFC Championship game with the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals this weekend. That's right, what yeah. What would you rather do? <laughs> uh, he, he's living the dream right now. He told me the other day, he said, I'm the luckiest man on the planet because UC had the great football season, and now here are the Bengals making this great run in the NFL playoffs. And, and, you know, I'm happy for Cincinnati. I pull – I mean, Cincinnati's not my favorite team or anything, but I do pull for them, and they are the underdogs. And uh, it's just a great story. They just continue to win. And Joe Burrow, he could be elected governor in the state of Ohio, I think, right now, Cliff. No doubt. And, uh, man, he had a great performance on Saturday. The Josh Allen-Patrick Mahomes game was one for the ages. And uh, no way it's going to live up to – 
the the standards of last week but hopefully we have a good sunday of football you can hear the games right here on pirate radio head over to Minji's, watch some basketball and then uh, check out the football games coming up sunday great sports day coming up jeff uh another thing going around the the, the sports stratosphere right now and it happens every year is the baseball hall of fame talk it's a discussion that i stay out of i, I don't really enjoy going back and forth with folks on who deserves to be in who was snubbed who you know was undeserving all that but i don't know do you have uh, any thoughts on the the playoffs because right now the the big topic obviously is the steroid era guys do they deserve to get in have they served their time all that where do you stand on on barry bonds roger clemens guys like that jeff i don't think they should be in uh, like i've said from day one with pete rose he should not be in the hall of fame in my humble opinion and I don't think we will ever see that day. Unfortunately, I think Pete Rose will go to his grave having never gone to the Hall of Fame. That's that's sad in one regard. But no, I'm I'm uh, I'm not for Barry Bonds or the rest of the guys, Roger Clemens, to go in. Uh, and then people now will come back and say, Yeah, but how about Big Poppy David Ortiz? He tested positive back in 2003, I think it was. Well, I, I don't really know all the details and circumstances surrounding that, uh, but if, if you know, it, it's just a fine line, Cliff. It, it, it really is. Now, there's a reason why the, the baseball writers put him in and not the other guys. I, I don't know if his, you know, his activity was, was certainly not as, as much as the other guys when it comes to that or, or what the deal is, but I, I'm sure there was a lot of thought given to it. Uh, so there must be a reason as to why they put him in. But, you know, it's uh, it's one of these things each and every year. It's kind of strange because some years you have a number of guys go in, and then some years you only have one or two, and then these guys, of course, have to sweat it out. And after 10 years, they're no longer eligible. You have the Veterans Committee that yeah. votes on these guys as well and whether or not they're going to get in. Uh, so I, one thing I've learned in, in my old age clip about Hall of Fames, and I don't care if it's, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame for football in Canton, or it's the East Carolina Hall of Fame or Hall of Fames for college football and, and basketball or at individual schools. The one thing that I have learned is that they are extremely, extremely political. And a lot of times the wrong people get in, and a lot of times the right people who should get in are not in. And I think that's pretty much a characteristic of almost every Hall of Fame everywhere in the country. And as long as humans are involved, uh, it's imperfect. Uh, People have biases. I mean, we had a a football writer say he wouldn't vote Aaron Rodgers for MVP this year because he didn't like Aaron Rodgers as a person. And uh, almost ignoring the numbers and, and what happens on the field and just going with uh, what Aaron Rodgers does outside of the locker room and Lambeau Field. And there's a lot of baseball writers that uh, have that take when it comes to uh, to baseball Hall of Fame as well. Oh, there's, there's no question about that. There are guys that deserve to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame from that very reason that for whatever uh, reason, uh, the, the people, the writers don't like him. I, I think that's I, – I, I could never do that, Clip. And uh, if somebody deserves to go in the Hall of Fame, whether you like that person or not, <clears throat> I don't think that should have anything to do with them going into a Hall of Fame. But you, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about biases with human beings, and it's a flawed system. But I, I just hate to see a lot of people – that deserve to go in Hall of Fames, you know, wait forever and ever and maybe never get into a Hall of Fame. 
And then you scratch your head sometimes when some other people go in that you wonder why they go in. So it is what it is. Uh, on that same note, Ronnie Barnes uh, just went into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, will be inducted officially. And I think a lot of ECU fans know who Ronnie Barnes is. Ronnie is from Wilson. He actually grew up with Carlester Crumpler in Wilson. They were in high school together and have been lifetime friends. And Ronnie Barnes was just elected to the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. And I think the banquet is coming up in the spring when they usually have it. So I was really happy to see that. And for years, Cliff, as we're on this uh, topic about Hall of Fames, uh, I've been a little bit involved in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame from the outside. I've never had an official capacity with it. But from the outside, looking in as an ECU person, it has been difficult until recently to get ECU people in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Now, this has changed some in the last few years because there's been a real effort to get deserving people in there. And I think now there are maybe 15 or 16 folks with ECU ties in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, and Carlester Crumpler in particular should have gone in years and years before he did, and it took a real effort to get Crump in there, which, again, should have, never happened but it happened that way and at the end of the day when you do get in that is the main thing but uh it has been a rub as far as ecu people have been concerned over the years that a lot of folks uh, have not been in who should have gone in but it's slowly changing and like i say now i think it's 15 or 16 ronnie might make the 16th person with ecu ties that has gone into the north carolina sports hall of fame so you know, Hall of Fames are a lot about politics, and the Hall of Fames are an awful lot about drumming up support and networking with folks to mm. people in. In fact, there are a couple of people that I'm trying to get in the Hall of Fames in their various schools right now that should have been in their Hall of Fames years and years ago that haven't been. And sometimes, you know, what's that old saying about uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Sometimes guys or gals are just such nice people that they kind of disappear under the radar after they're through playing and nobody thinks about them anymore. And you have to really drum up that support and remind folks that, hey, this person really deserves to be in your Hall of Fame. And sometimes when you do that, then those people who justly deserve it do get an opportunity to be inducted. Wow, yeah, does sound like you're describing uh, politics there when you talk about that, Jeff. And I didn't plan on this segue, but I, I plan on talking wrestling and uh I'll segue like this. One Hall of Fame that's easy to get into, apparently, is the WWE Hall of Fame because they let Kid Rock and Donald Trump and everybody in their Hall of Fame, Jeff. Uh, you don't have to get in the wrestling ring. Uh, but the Royal Rumble is coming up this weekend. We've had a, a fun run of guests, uh, wrestling guests here on Pirate Radio. Brock Anderson from AEW a couple weeks ago. Lodi uh, from WCW last week. And coming up Friday on the wrestling edition of the Pirate Radio podcast, Glenn Griffin and CJ Schaefer will talk to Summer Ray, a former WWE wrestler who is now back for this weekend. She'll be in the Royal Rumble, in the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, so they'll talk some wrestling coming up on Friday, Jeff. And I have not followed what's been going on in wrestling, WWE or AEW, but I always watch the Rumble, Jeff. So I'll be uh, tuned into that one coming up on Saturday. Yeah, that one's going to be a lot of fun. There's no doubt about that, Cliff. And uh, good job, by the way, the Brock Anderson interview. I finally got a chance to hear it the other day when you guys replayed it. It was really good. He sounds like a very nice young man, yeah. by the way. We wish him 
Oh, the very best. So it's good to see some some ECU folks uh, in professional wrestling. But I will say this clip about being easy to get in the WWE Hall of Fame or not. I'll tell you where they've really drawn the line as far as that's concerned are the guys who have filed the lawsuit. Ah, good point. As far as the concussions are concerned and those types of things, uh, those guys were blackballed WWE Hall of Fame, including... The late great Ivan Koloff, who certainly deserves to be in, but once Ivan was a part of that lawsuit, I mean, those guys were blackballed. Hmm. Never get into the WWE Hall of Fame, and, and boy, if anybody deserved to be in, it was Ivan and a lot of those other guys as well. But uh, there is uh, obviously a bias there toward them, and they sued the company, and when that happened, they could kiss the Hall of Fame goodbye. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, Ivan went to his grave very much deserving to be in the Hall of Fame, and certainly uh, that never happened. Yeah, certainly uh, deserving. And, yeah, I probably worded that wrong. It's uh, it's almost a, a joke of a, a Hall of Fame when you, you look at the people that are in it and, of course, the people that unfortunately are not in that uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Jeff, good stuff. Have a uh, great call coming up on Thursday night and on Sunday. Hopefully uh, the Pirates can get back in the win column at some point this week. And uh, we'll talk more sports with you again next week on the show. Okay, thanks a lot, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Charles joining us on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. The Voice will be in action coming up on Thursday night, 9 o'clock, East Carolina, taking on the Memphis Tigers back home Sunday at noon for the Cincinnati Bearcats. All right, let's take a timeout. Come back. Wrap up Hour 1, Hour 2. We're going to talk to Brett Kennedy of WCTI 12. He is a Chiefs fan. We'll check his pulse heading into the AFC championship and talk about what's going on locally here in Eastern North Carolina, what he's been covering over at WCTI 12. Got that. And Dakota Marshall coming up hour two of Pirate Radio Live. We'll wrap up hour number one when we return after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, wrapping up our number one here. We are doing our Pirate Radio Raffle today. All you have to do is head over to our Facebook Live feed and share that feed and type in a number between 1 and 100, and we will do our drawing coming up in hour number three. Our winner today goes home with a shrimp taco lunch to Chico's, and we've got the Mannings in. Uh, Hannah Manning has number nine. Brandon Manning has number 38. Kevin Cozart is in with the number 22. We've also got Scott with 23, Dustin 19, Susan 75, Josh 36, Bob with eight, and John with 77. 
all you have to do uh type a number in one through 100 and you'll be a part of our drawing coming up in hour number three of today's show chandler honeycutt alongside brett kennedy uh if you're not early or late and he is early welcome brett good to see you <laughs> i was gonna say we were talking during the break it's been about a year since i've seen your guys's new studio since yeah i've actually been in studio so i had to come early and check everything out and uh it's i'm very impressed think? very impressed it took a while uh, much like uh channel 12 had some issues with studios yes. and things like that yes but all that's good to go now uh, right? when i first came here we were we were working and doing our shows in trailers out back because the carpet had to get pulled up because of asbestos from the hurricane hurricane florence did a number on our station but we're good now everything's brand new brand new studio we've had it it's, it's all good now good to go <laughs> uh we'll talk to brett about what's going on locally what's caught his eye here uh local area high school basketball we'll talk east carolina and of course talk about his kansas city chiefs hosting the afc championship for the fourth straight year so we'll dive into all that quick look before we take a break uh on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck chandler the uh hornets last night went all the way out to toronto that's probably why they lost that long road trip right yeah yeah uh chandler has since learned that toronto is like right above us really when you look at it uh but they lost last night the hornets ever since i mentioned to spencer percy a a few weeks ago they're doing a good job of beating teams they should beat teams with a losing record i feel like they've lost every single one of those games yeah and we're beating and and we're beating the big dogs of the league too yeah it's always frustrating this annoys me they gotta like tonight they take on the 17 and 31 pacers seven o'clock tip off coming off a back-to-back i hate back-to-backs i haven't even looked at the line for this game but you hope they can go out and win this one tonight it's frustrating to lose to these teams the hornets are a favorite in tonight's game mm, wow so uh we'll see and we need gordon hayward back um, we got mr statman over there uh hornets with a losing record when he's not on the court for not only uh, a losing record like a bad it's like really record. bad yeah uh so nine and 21 yeah got to get that glue but uh glue back like the pirates need uh brandon suggs nah don't try to get your brownie points in right. you're not on the boat uh tonight in top 25 action number 18 tennessee uh taking on florida that's at six o'clock xavier uh number 21 will take on providence at 6 30 let's see a lot of big east action marquette at seton hall at 8 30 late night uh tonight texas a&m at lsu davidson has cracked the top 25 the Wildcats will host VCU coming up tonight, 8.30 on CBS Sports Network. Brett, uh, give us a Colorado State Rams basketball report. How are they doing? It, it, it's been so much fun to watch this Rams team this year because I, I think they still only have one loss. And they were saying the other day that there's only three teams left. I don't know about Arizona if they've lost their second game yet. Arizona, Auburn, and Colorado State are the only one-loss teams remaining in college basketball. Wow. <laughs> Arizona, I know, sir, or excuse me, Auburn survived uh, 55-54 last night. So they have one loss. And Arizona lost to UCLA they have now two losses so the rams ram tough what are they like receiving votes i guess in the top 25 they gotta they, be they should they were there for a while before they got their first loss they're 16 and one their only loss was to san diego state and in the mountain west they usually give those guys trouble every single year they beat those guys by uh 30 79 to 49 
uh, back in Jan- back in January eighth. But the the team's been rolling ever since. They played uh, Tuesday night. They played Nevada. They won seventy seven to sixty six. They've got some strong players. They have a kid out of uh, Minnesota named David Roddy, and he's the leader. That dude can do just about everything. They got another little point guard guy named Isaiah Stevens who does it all. But their their coach Nico Medved has kind of turned that program around from the Larry Eustachy years when mm. all the drama that was around that about how he mistreated his players supposedly. They almost made it to the tournament last year. They had to go to the NIT. They had a great NIT run. Obviously, if they keep it going, this is a tournament team this year, which will be really exciting because they haven't made it to the big dance since my freshman year of college from when I went there. I was going to say, I don't think of Colorado State as a basketball school. I think more more football than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, great start to the season uh, for the Rams. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about what's going on here locally and beyond in the sports world with Brett Kennedy, WCTI 12. We're back with you. Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com. Or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Alrighty, still to come on today's show, three former Pirate football players. Got Bryce Williams in his weekly five o'clock spot joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Also in that hour, we'll talk to former Pirate Safety Chip Thompson. Uh, another former pirate db uh dakota marshall will join us coming up in about 30 minutes or so you everybody in here is a little younger than me um but do you guys know when i if i say the hefty lefty the quarterback jared jared lorenzen lorenzen so you do know who that is rest in peace played for the giants kentucky wildcats and the nfl was a giant yeah he was on uh, Dakota Marshall was on his arena football. That's team. right. Yeah, and there are pictures when the lefty got very hefty, like later on in life, and he's still out there slinging it around, throwing for five hundred yards in the arena football league. Uh, Dakota was teammates with him, so we talked about that in the past. Might bring that up with him. I don't know, but uh, we'll talk to Dakota coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Chandler Honeycutt here and Brett Kennedy, WCTI twelve back with us and we've talked to brett on the phone but you walked in talking about the new studio i can't believe it's been that long since you've been here brett it's been a while it's been a while um i actually can't even remember what we talked about when one time i was here and we talked about movies and i had a breaking bad t-shirt on oh and, yeah like, we were picking we did a draft TV shows yeah. tv shows or whatever and you guys were giving me crap because uh, i didn't even pick breaking bad and i had a t-shirt on that said that so well, i need to do a draft <laughs> while brett is here today actually we used to do that years and years ago with zach maskiewicz and yeah. Yes, Maskovich was here, I think, the I think last so. time I was here. Wow. That's how long it's been. So, um, In fact, I wanted to do one when we had the salad conversation about like build your ultimate salad to a salad draft. 
What's your go-to dressing on a salad, Brett? Oh man, uh, so I'm a sucker for Caesar salads. Okay, so yeah. I mean it's it's basic, but it, it gets the job done. Oh yeah, so that's a. Classic. What's your thoughts on Catalina? Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's a touchy subject. That, yeah, Dude, yeah, are you familiar with it? Uh, sort of, kind of. Elaborate a little bit. Have you had it before? I've had it once. Uh, uh, it's been a while, and you didn't but, go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very it's, sweet. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little it's, too rich. It's an acquired taste. Could it's be. An, it's an acquired taste. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we got this interview off to the, the wrong foot here, talking Catalina. Uh, I'm a big fan. I, I will die for Catalina. Uh, sorry, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad. What's going on uh, here locally? What you been covering lately? A lot of high school hoops? Yeah, a lot of high school hoops. Uh, this past Monday, uh, I went down south and gave the Carteret schools some love. Uh, east Carteret was taking on Jones Sr. Jones Sr. is off to a great start. Uh, obviously, Todd Seymour, yeah. the son of Cy Seymour. Um, he's He's got the Trojans off to a good start. They lost to East Carteret. Uh, Daniel Griffey's got a good team this year. Um, they've got a good squad. They ended up winning that game. And uh, Then I went down the road to West Carteret, who was taking on White Oak High School. And uh, those two teams had great uh, records heading into that. And uh, West Carteret ended up coming up with a win um and uh so that was that was a great game there and they've got some good players that West Carteret team uh with Jackson Ellingsworth is a big dude uh actually West Carteret's played in some big time tournaments this year against some 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 of the best teams from Raleigh they were in uh some winter tournament in Jack, uh Washington a couple weeks ago that I went to co-cover that so yeah, I covered that the other night, and uh, just the, I was telling you guys during the break the past weekend they had me out covering this snow coverage. So I was here, uh, I was actually in Kinston um, for the long weekend and got got a playing cameraman uh, to one of our news reporters as uh, we were waiting for the snow to come down. So, so are you, you know, people talk about these news people, weather people? Were you did you have like a fan blowing in your face, the wind, like fake snow? Were you trying to be dramatic for the camera, Brad? Or? A little bit, a little bit. They actually liked the camera shots that I set up. They were like, man, you should do that for a living. I was like, ah, no, I'll, I'll pass. That's yeah. the worst thing you can do, show somebody you're good at something that's not your job, because yeah. then they'll make you do it. That's right. That's right. My, my boss even said, she goes, if you want, you can do some of these weather live shots for your reel. And I was like, ah, I mean, I, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. I I'm not an it, intern anymore. I am not. An, that's right. I want to stick to sports uh, in this realm. But no, we actually got some snow during our night live shots there nice. in downtown Kinston. Uh, it was kind of cool uh, seeing that uh, go down in the background and see the, see the slush and the ice a little bit. I brought up Colorado State because you went to school there. Mm-hmm. You're a Kansas City fan. Where are you from originally? So I've been bouncing around all over the place. I'm, I'm from Kansas City. That's where I was born. Born. Uh, my dad lost his job my, when I was in second grade, and I lived in Kentucky for a year. And then my dad got a better job in Colorado, and then I lived in Colorado from third grade all the way through college. So, I mean, Colorado really feels like my home. Okay, but um, I'm not a Broncos fan. I was my, my whole family's diehard Kansas City sports fans, so I will ride or die with them. But uh, really, Colorado kind of feels like my home because I was there for so long. So, do you like the snow? Like, does it feel like a touch of home a little bit? It does. It was kind of nice to see the snow uh, just moving out here. The last couple years before I moved out here, I lived two years in Montana. That's where I got my first job in Great Falls, Montana. We got obviously tons of snow out there. Uh, and then uh, obviously Colorado with with the snowfall every every winter there. So it was it was kind of nice to yeah. uh, to see that fall and to see the slush and um, 
But uh, you get kind of sick of it after a while when, like, you saw so snow every single day. My girlfriend's never seen a white Christmas. She's never seen any of that. She's like, I want to move somewhere that has a lot of snow. And I was like, you say that now. Yeah. You say that now. Yeah. But when it's like 7 in the morning, you got to go to work, and you're scraping your your car from the ice, uh, you're, you're not going to be one. And I guess people get used to it, but that, you know, for me— being around here that would be tough to get used to i think yes. i like when it it snows and then goes away the next day mm-hmm. that's my my favorite time. <laughs> you were saying some of those high schools i had a flashback to like coming up in the the radio biz around eastern north carolina i would just take any job i could and one year i was doing play-by-play for jacksonville high school basketball they had a really good player named jamal Schuler that went to vcu that was on the team to beat duke in the tournament years ago uh, also, Cedric Clemens went to South Brun. Is there a South Brunswick, North Brunswick, South that, that one of the Brunswick? Right. Yeah, he went to NC State. He was a center. I don't huh. know if you remember him. Um, but anyway, so I got to know those schools really, really well. Yeah, uh, the White Oaks and all those you're talking about. But I remember we were going to a. And now maybe it was West Brunswick. It was one of the Brunswick. There's so many. We had to go down there. Uh, to do a game and i got my buddy my roommate to do color analyst work with me oh wow so, <laughs> that's so fun we, we would just travel to these games and do the games for this little radio station and and uh call it a night but um i knew i'd gone too far when i saw welcome to south carolina yeah and uh i was like where in the hell are we <laughs> and this was like pre this was uh early 2000s so you couldn't just hop on your phone and do stuff oh man so we'd like print out map quest directions <laughs> and, <laughs> and try to figure out where in the hell we were going but finally met but some of those and, and look you've got a great teacher in brian north yeah he knows every dirt road in eastern north carolina how to get to school it's so, it's so much fun trying to track <laughs> out uh, our blitz coverage during uh, high school football season he always has like times he goes oh well this will only take 49 minutes if you drive the speed limit you should be fine he's driven you're right he's driven he knows every single back road the speed limit of every single road because he knows not to not to get a ticket but it's now look on this insane. road though you can go 57 yeah. yeah don't hit 58 don't hit 58 yeah. otherwise the cops will turn on their lights <laughs> so yes he has taught me taught me well in that regard how is it uh you we were talking about when you first got here 2019 so you were able to see a full football season and most of the entire basketball regular season like mm-hmm. no covid yeah but a lot of the time you've been here you've been covering sports in covid time so yeah i don't know how, how much fun was this past football season kind of towards the well the, the whole season the end of the baseball season last year and now we've got some basketball with some good crowds uh, how, how nice is it to see those crowds back it, it's fun to uh it's just reassuring it it, it just because it 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 wasn't it didn't feel right when when sports went away and just for a while there i i was almost um i mean i was wondering if i was gonna like lose my job or whatever because there wasn't enough sports to cover and i luckily i was able to hang on um and and find stuff to cover but just to have fans to come back and and to see because that's what it's all about that's what it's all about to see packed stadiums to see this football season this past fall and in high school and college to see the fans back was just it 
that's the best part we love about sports is the camaraderie it brings for everybody. And just that was just so heartwarming to see everybody back and to see things slowly start to get back to normal. Because, again, I was here when COVID hit. I was at the ACC men's basketball tournament in Greensboro the day it happened when they said, oh, All right, yeah. we're canceling this tournament. Yeah. We're giving the first place trophy to Florida State. And I remember the players looking around going, this is weird. And little did I know the giant tidal wave that would follow. You're probably so, pretty fired up, too. Was that your first ACC tournament? Or That was. Yeah. And it ended prematurely yeah. because of COVID. So, uh, but, did you but, get video of the awkward like Florida State celebration? You yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, what a yeah. weird, we're the champions. What's happening? Because you know. it was weird. We were uh, North Carolina was supposed to play that day. And we were getting ready for a North Carolina game. They were out like warming up or whatever. And out comes the commissioner saying, Saying we got to cancel the tournament. We're going to just give the trophy to the one seed, which is Florida State. They brought Florida State out. The cameras were everywhere. And I called Brian North and he said, well, stay stay one more night at the hotel and then come on back the next day, I guess. So that's what happened. There was a Big East game going on and they stopped the game like at halftime. And that was the last live game. East Carolina was supposed to play that night in Dickey's Arena in yeah. Fort Worth. It was like a domino effect the yep. whole day with tournaments being canceled. What a dark, dark time uh, that was in sports, and hopefully uh, we'll never have to go back to anything like that. All right, uh, Brett, we'll talk about your Chiefs in just a moment. Uh, what else uh, going on here locally? I guess Wood Ducks will be cranking up at some point. You got some yep. baseball rolling around. Yeah, we got some baseball coming up. Obviously, I mean, you guys have talked about this i'm sure this week uh ecu baseball had their media day this past week a couple days ago we got up with coach godwin and some of the players uh, so excited for that uh opening day coming up uh, in in at the end of february there and then we got wood ducks with the brand new general manager uh i believe their their hitting coach is now going to be their manager there uh kind of a fan favorite or a player favorite there so yeah, baseball's coming back up, uh, and then we'll we'll have ECU baseball as well. And again, just kind of hyping up uh, basketball right now. Uh, high school is still going on. I guess we're getting close um, to tournament time with that, right? A uh, little bit conference tournament. Yeah, conference or? tournament. Anyway, it's already uh, it's almost February, so about that's that's around the time uh, towards the end of February is okay. when, when conference tournaments start. So uh, yeah, just still kind of kind of blazing through and trying to get coverage to everybody that we can and uh it's been it's been a fun ride that's for sure can't wait for baseball season though because around here that everyone gets fired up for that gonna be a lot of fun uh at clark leclair stadium this season let's take a time out we'll come back when we return we'll talk about brett's chiefs that game on sunday uh, sunday night and also look ahead to the upstart Bengals trying to ruin the party there in kansas city also we'll get brett's thoughts on Jackson Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes' fiance. Well, oh we'll do that when we return oh boy. on Fire Radio Live. We'll talk some NFL when we get back after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money. And at Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. 
Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Got a bunch of former Pirates coming up. Dakota Marshall will join us in about 10, 15 minutes. We got Bryce Williams, Chip Thompson in hour three of today's program. And we're having our Pirate Radio raffle. If you want to get in, all you have to do, head over to our Facebook live feed, share the post, the uh, video, and type in a number between 1 and 100, and you will be entered into our raffle. Gay has number 99, Quentin 42, Mike P in with the number 30. So we got a long list here, but plenty of uh, numbers left for you to jump in now and get involved in our raffle. We'll have our drawing coming up in hour number three. The winner will take home a shrimp taco lunch to Chico's. All right, Brett Kennedy joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Brett is our we didn't do the friday football fan freeview uh leading up to the season this year i have to bring that back next year but we've talked a lot of chiefs football in the past with brett and it is a uh this is a great time to be a chiefs fan uh patrick mahomes andy reed uh a super bowl championship trying to get back there and win another one and brett uh they'll be able to try to do that in arrowhead stadium a record fourth straight afc championship uh appearance hosting the game are the chiefs how about that one sunday night i mean how did where did you watch it first of all do you watch in public are you alone with a tv and your chiefs jersey like how do you watch a game because I mean, from, speaking of chiefs jersey i might as well show this now i, mean, oh, nice. I had, to, had to show up today with uh with a with a run it back t-shirt run it back but, um i actually had to work sunday night oh, um so i literally almost like missed my 10 show because i was enamored with this game um so i was going running back and forth from my computer to the tv from my computer to the tv all all night long that was the most exciting game on my 28 years on this earth that I have seen from a Chiefs game perspective. Like, uh, just a roller. I mean, every game's a roller coaster. That game took it tenfold, roller coaster of emotions all over the place. And what a quarterback duel we just witnessed. That might have been the all time quarterback duel from this generation, anyway. Um, I mean, no turnovers the entire game between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And just, it, 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 it had drama, it had controversy, it had all this. It was it was like almost a Hollywood movie, just about. And I know it was, it was almost fake. I even said like this doesn't <laughs> like it was feel scripted. real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and during a game, you think you you think about the outcome. You think, okay, we, we're in control. We're going to win this, or we're not going to win this game. You probably felt that way different eight different so times. Many times. Like, like ten, it was ten, insane. Ten different times. It was insane. And I got to be honest with you, I, with like a lot of Chiefs fans, with 13 seconds left, thought the game was over. Yeah, I, you should. I, I, I thought the game Nobody, was over. No, team shouldn't score with 13 yeah. seconds left. I mean, the, Dallas couldn't even get a snap off in 14 <laughs> seconds. So I, I, don't, I don't know how how the Chiefs got into field goal range. And even then, our kicker had struggled the entire game. Yeah. So I was like, well, even if they get into field goal range, he's probably going to miss it. There's no way. And that happened. And then, of course, overtime, and that's a whole yeah. another beast in itself right there. I've heard everything about overtime rules all week long. But, yeah, the coin toss, get right down the field, and a great throw from Mahomes, great catch from Kelsey. I think I think Travis Kelsey cemented his place in the Hall of Fame with that touchdown catch there. He's um, there. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's had six straight seasons of 1,000 yards, Super Bowl champ, that touchdown there. Maybe people disagree. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. No, he's sure um, yeah. But uh, that was just an insane game all over the place with 13 seconds left. I thought we were dead in the water. 
And uh, Buffalo, you're supposed to have the number one defense in the NFL. And, man, <laughs> it's it does stink that – because if you lose that coin toss, you're probably thinking, uh-oh, yeah. ball game. I feel bad for Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I really it does do. stink. Got to do something where at least the other team gets to touch it. But yeah. rules are the rules. It's yeah. hurt the Chiefs in the past, right? That's right. That 2018 helped. against yeah. the Patriots, Tom Brady got the ball first first round of their uh, first drive of the playoffs. And that, it's funny, the Chiefs owner actually submitted to the NFL after that game, look, both teams need to have a chance in overtime. And the NFL turned it down. So it's just, I don't know, from both sides of the coin here, it's just, it's it's crazy. Tra- Travis Kelsey could have a potential future in coaching. Did you see where <laughs> he kind of orchestrated that 13-second drive to get mm-hmm. down the field? It was it was just crazy. And and the, the play that he, he, that wasn't designed to go inside like that. He told Pat in the huddle, he said, look, I'm not going to run this route. If the seam is open, I'm going to do it. And you can actually hear Mahomes, before he snaps the ball, he goes, do it, Kels, do it, do it. <laughs> that is going to go down in, like, infamy. Yeah. That The T-shirts are going to be made with that. And also... Uh, Andy Reid going, when it's grim, be the grim reaper. Like uh, that, yeah. people are going to make t shirts about that as well. But Travis Kelsey, man, just orchestrating that entire drive and talking to Travis or uh, Tyreek Hill the play before and said, look, if don't go outside, go inside because that'll give me a chance to get in front of you and block somebody. And that was just that, <laughs> that entire drive. He just, you're right, he orchestrated that entire thing and that was just chaos. Legendary. Well, the Chiefs have something that, that our teams don't. Chandler, they have elite talent, but also continuity. These guys have been together for a long time, so they trust each other. To, I mean, you're not going to have uh, a rookie receiver going to a quarterback and saying stuff like that. You've got to be together for a while to have that trust, and, and it was awesome to see. Um, even when our teams are doing well, and, and Washington has been in the playoffs, and there's still a dark cloud with the owner, Daniel Snyder. Like, nothing is ever 100% good. And with the Chiefs, everything's really good, but... Chandler, uh, they have their own distractions, and I'll let you ask the question that you wanted to ask them. But <laughs> the Chiefs have their own distractions, mm-hmm. and, and I want to hear Brett's uh, take on it. Yeah, and it's not on the field; it's, it's on the sidelines. <laughs> it's close to the field. Pre-game, uh, your thoughts on the distraction that is the brother of Patrick Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes, and his lovely wife? Yeah, uh, Brittany, Brittany Matthews, his his fiance. Um, it. I don't know. It's 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 a little bit of a distraction. And I, I I was talking to you guys during the break. I can see both sides. I can see both sides. I can see why they're getting hate because the whole Jackson Mahomes and, and Clip. I was going to tell you this. I went to that Washington Chiefs game earlier in the season, and I was there yeah, for the Sean, Taylor Sean Taylor's Memorial jersey Memorial. retirement. And I I didn't see Jackson in person dancing on the on the, his number down on the field, but I saw the video later, and that was just not a not not good, not good. Um, and and then Brittany Matthews, everybody's like hounding her last week from showering the fans with champagne in the stadium there when people probably didn't want champagne to be showered on them. I can see both sides because Brittany Matthews came out and said, "Hey, get off my case! Like, come on, I'm just trying to celebrate." But I, I don't know. It's just it is a distraction. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like I feel like at the end of the day they need to as long as they're not doing things illegal and obviously the Jackson Mahomes things messed up. They're just uh, annoying. That it, yeah. it is annoying. That was annoying there. Well, that he does it every game. Yeah, the know, Washington he does thing it every too. Game. Yeah, I, I had read that like that's where they said he could do the video. It, it was just 
I don't think he was being disrespectful on purpose. No. I think he was just completely oblivious to the entire situation. Yeah. And I don't understand why he's down there doing that anyway to start with. Yeah. But and it, he's part of the younger generation that are obsessed with TikToks and yeah. kind of coming up. And I, I can see that. I can see both sides. But it is a distraction, and it is kind of a shame that it takes away from – like Mahomes' play on the field just a little really bit. Does. It's not a not big a little deal. bit. Yeah, like just, I said, but it's something for us. But to that's something else that he hears about. that you know <laughs> on, on social media, not just about his play, mm-hmm. but it's about you know a family member, yeah, and, and a future wife. And has he yeah. ever come out and said anything about it? Not really. Yeah. Um, and and I feel like he probably and again Mahomes probably just he blocks that stuff out yeah. I could see him saying that like I just don't I don't think about that I just I don't like that bother me and because that's again that's going to be his future wife someday that's the father of his ch- or the, the father the, the mother of his child uh, and that's his brother that's his uh, that's his blood there so I get that and if I were in his position and if I had family members doing that I would back them up because they, at the end of the day it's, w- it's family I would so. as well and if I was Jackson Mahomes I would have enough self-awareness not to do this like, like to yeah. respect my brother enough yeah. to not be the story, but mm-hmm. I guess that's who he is. Yeah, but anyway, it's just uh, that's just it's pretty good aspect. when that's the biggest problem your football team has. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and whether or not uh, Tyron Matthew will play this week, but I guess he will. So now there were some interest. Well, okay, this is a good question from Redbeard. What's the uh, what's the good side of spraying people with champagne? You said you see both sides. Yeah, I, that's a good I question. Suppose, yeah, that's good, <laughs> because because then you're sticky afterwards and you get it in the face, and, and you're not asking for it. No, and no. Uh, also like I I maybe adrenaline just kicks in at that point, and you're like, yeah, we're one game away from the Super Bowl. If but me I, and my buddies so, are doing it, that's one thing. Yeah, but if but it's coming from the heavens, like I don't know, and anyway. you don't and you don't know where, like you yeah. weren't expecting, you weren't planning on having champagne rain down on you. I can yeah, see that. I can see that. Not, I can see that. Side. Hey, look, Brett's trying to see all angles. That's I'm trying what a to good see journalist every. Does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to be unbiased here. Now <laughs> it, it hasn't been all roses for the Chiefs. In fact, going into that Washington game, I think they had been struggling, and Washington had a lead in that mm-hmm. game, and the Chiefs came back one second half. But yep. they've had defensive issues throughout the year. They had offense stalling kind of midway through the year. They seem to be all clicking now. But how about the game against uh, Cincinnati coming up this weekend? Uh, how are you feeling? And even in that game against Cincinnati, there were there were flaws because Jamar Chase just totally destroyed the Chiefs secondary. It didn't matter who was on Jamar Chase. He had over 200 yards receiving. Honestly, in that in one point in that game, I thought he was going to break the all-time receiving record for most receiving yards in one game. Which is held by? Which is held by... A guy that you never saw play. I believe it is Flipper Anderson. Flipper, wow, really? If I'm not mistaken. Los Angeles Rams back yes. in the 90s. There you huh? go. Right. Used to be a, a Kansas City Chief used to hold that title. Stephon Page... Um, back in the day, had a had a bunch of uh, receiving yards. Let me make um, sure I'm right on that. Yes, the st- check your Flipper, stats. Flipper, 336. 336 Calvin yards. Johnson, 329. Stephon Ooh. Page, yeah. 309. Very 309. good, Brett. So I, I figured Stephon Page was uh, was up there pretty high. Um, I'm trying to find uh, the stats here that, that Jamar had in that earlier game. Yeah, he had 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns. Yikes. And it just, it he, he and he could have had more because they just could not could not stop him so that is the big x factor this coming week uh they have to try to double team him and try to figure figure him out because joe burrow's coming in hot and 
these the AFC is going to be set for a long time with these young studs at quarterback. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Lamar Jackson when he gets back from his injury. I mean, this AFC is loaded with young talent. This is going to be a good game this week against Cincinnati. Props to them for getting their first ever road playoff win last week. We saw history there. Um, first ever time the Chiefs and Bengals have met in the playoffs. Hmm. Four straight years that the AFC Championship game has been in Arrowhead. That's never happened before. So uh, a lot of a lot of history we're seeing right here. All right, Brett's feeling good uh, about his team's chances. Should be a fun one. Should be uh, on paper. It's a shootout. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, the Bengals have had a lot of trouble trying to protect Joe Burrow. So maybe you can get some sacks there. How they got nine sacks <laughs> last week on Cincinnati and still won. Yeah. Uh, I guess they got to thank Ryan Tannehill for that. Um, because that usually when you give up nine sacks, you lose like 95% of the time. Definitely. But uh, we'll have to see. I know the, Ch- the Chiefs defense is trying to figure out that Bengals offensive line because they, they need to draft some offensive linemen Cincinnati does in the offseason. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Brett, appreciate you joining us, man. We'll let you, are you off today? I am off today. All right, um, good. We, uh, the girlfriend and I actually went to the Canes game last night. Awesome. Saw a great overtime win. That was my very first Hurricanes game in person. So that was Good awesome deal. to see that. And uh, joining John Moody. That's right. One of our listeners oh, nice. uh, had his first experience last night. Very nice. It was it was epic. Epic. PNC was rocking. But yeah, off for the rest of the day, just taking it easy. All right. Well, good luck to your Chiefs, Brett, and uh, we'll have you on again soon, man. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. We can Always folks see you on TV next time. Yeah, that's right. That's Coming right. Up. Hopefully not covering uh, more snow coverage. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but check out Brett Kennedy WCTI twelve uh, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout. Come back when we return. Former Pirate. And teammate of the hefty lefty, Jerry Lorenzen, Dakota Marshall, will join us. We are back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. You can be a winner on this Wednesday. We're doing our Pirate Radio raffle. Head over to Facebook Live, share the live feed, type in a number between 1 and 100, and you can be entered into our drawing. We'll do that in hour three of today's show and uh we got a lot of folks in right now but still plenty of numbers left for you to grab just type in a number one through 100 and you'll be entered in to our contest all right uh coming up uh in the five o'clock hour we got bryce williams chip thompson earlier today uh hard-working man dakota marshall said he was bored on twitter so i was like hey you want to uh want to just shoot the breeze talk join us on the show he said sure so we uh we talked to dakota earlier today about uh what he's up to some of his old playing days and more he joins us on the pirate radio live line dakota how you doing man i'm doing fine yourself i'm doing good doing good I, I reached out to you because uh on twitter you said you were bored earlier today 
So what's that mean? Uh, bad bad weather? What, what, you can't get your work done? What's going on with you today? Man, it snows so much here. And so then all that dirt, all I move is dirt. So that snow got us sitting at the house. All I'm doing is paperwork. <laughs> and uh, with the, the outside work, I, I understand my dad's a, a farmer. So I grew up working with him, Dakota. And unlike you uh, and unlike him, I was praying for rain. I, I would love a day off in the summer. But uh, but you got you to gotta move some dirt, though, right? Oh man, we gotta move at least at least a million and a half more yards of dirt. <laughs> man, this this snow ain't gonna help me out none. <laughs> well, how's uh, how's business going for you? Once again, first and goal hauling is the company, and uh, Dakota, you've done some awesome stuff with your your trucks and everything. So tell folks that don't know uh, about your business how you got involved in all that. Well, I'm a hauling company. Actually, one of my family members, um, I was working at a furniture store told me to invest in a dump truck i might make a little bit of money and i i did it i didn't have nothing else rolling so i did it and it turned into a a big company i guess you would say where are you uh originally from dakota you're eastern north carolina somewhere right jacksonville north carolina jacksonville so uh do you did you always were you involved in in manual labor and stuff coming up uh what kind of jobs did you have growing up oh man yeah, I'm a stone-cold country boy. I'm always outside working, cutting grass. Man, it wasn't nothing my dad didn't have me in. Outside of sports, I was yeah. always outside doing something. My dad's a mechanic. Yeah. So, man, I was turning wrenches and doing this and doing that. A little bit of everything. Got you where you are today. Uh, and also, a great football career here at East Carolina. And uh, we'll talk some football. In fact, speaking of your Twitter, I saw you put up a uh, picture of you and, and Skip Holtz and you, you talked about a, a caption and some people were having fun with it and saw somebody say well what did uh what did rick smith say to you and you said you couldn't put that on twitter now we we yeah we have rick smith on the show during football season are you telling me that kind little sweet old man would say some bad words every now and then dakota kind little sweet old man i don't i don't know that rick smith <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know that rick smith. oh no no he uh if, if if something went wild on the field I mean, yeah, obviously, Coach uh, Holtz, yeah, you know, he's going to put his two cents in. But then, you know, you got to still walk over there to Coach Smith, and he's just going to rip you to pieces. And then you got Greg Hudson looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin to talk to at some point, too, right? Hey, Clint, you just want to stay away from him. <laughs> hey, just stand clear of Coach Hudson, period. <laughs> I'd rather deal with Coach Holtz, Coach Smith. Then they have to go over to Coach Hood. Anyway. All right. There's the pecking order of coaches you want to avoid and coaches you want to talk to. <laughs> all that all that aside, Dakota, man, you guys had some really good defenses during your time at East Carolina. And that was a long period there where we kept saying, all right, when is that going to happen again? The turnaround began somewhat in year one of Blake Carroll, and we really saw it this year, Dakota, a good, solid East Carolina defense that would keep them in games, win ball games at the end for them. And I know as a, uh, a DB, that was good to see this year for you. Man, I was loving the defensive play all season. I hate the way the season had to end for us because I was really looking forward to that bowl game. We were actually on the way to go to the bowl game. Mm. But, you know, it kind of just, yeah, kind of is what it is, but – Man, defense played great. Man, I love it. I'm a defensive guy, not really on the offensive side too much, man. But I love the way the DBs played, especially the one guy. Snow, I forgot his name, but he's about uh, he just entered the draft. Yeah, Jaquan McMillan had a great year. Here you go, man. Lockdown. I loved it all season. 
Uh, how far did you make it up to uh, towards Maryland, Dakota? Did you get to Richmond? I heard a lot of people say they got to the state line to Richmond and turned around. How about you? Where, where were you at? Well, actually, we were in Royal Noble Rapids already. Man, a site going on up there. Yeah. So we were right there on the Virginia on the Virginia line. So I mean, I'm on Twitter half of the day. So uh, I was looking at people on Twitter just tweeting, tweeting, tweeting. I was like, Yo! So I guess we're not going nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, it stunk for those guys. And uh, Dakota, we were able to talk to DJ Ford, uh, Pirate Safety, and Warren Saba, East Carolina DB. They were able to play in the uh, the Hula Bowl, which is an All Star game after the season. How about you, uh, Dakota? I remember, you know, you had that that injury here. I do remember. I brought this up with you before, but you were uh, at pro day in front of the scouts and. I guess I'm supposed to be unbiased, but I root for all you guys. I get to know you, so I'm pulling for you. And I think you uh, what pulled a hamstring while you were running, and I felt so bad for you that day. But your your post football career, you were able to to play a little uh, some post some some arena football and stuff like that. How about your post career at East Carolina when it came to football? Yeah, that pro day, I really had no business being out there, but I just tried to push it because you know my leg was still slightly injured yeah but i wasn't supposed i wasn't supposed to be out there but i just i just had to try yeah you only get one chance so hey put a hammy kind of is what it is but i mean i played five years in the indoor arena league and then it was two seasons i was with winnipeg in the cfl and i was with calgary in the cfl and got cut from them and i was with the panthers for one day and got sent home one day what'd you uh did you go to you practiced uh what'd you do with the panthers not a nothing. They brought you in, looked at you, and sent you home. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be real about the situation. <laughs> so, so if I say former Carolina Panther, is that accurate or not, Dakota? How do you want me to? It's not. Okay, all right. Accurate at all? No, not that. I wish it was, but it's not. <laughs> I was there long enough to smell Charlotte and uh, right back to Raleigh, where I was at. There you go, Dakota Marshall joining us. Dakota, how about with the USFL? Uh, this year, you got the XFL, The Rock is involved in all that. Uh, with all these semi-pro leagues coming out now, do, is that something you think that if that was around during your time, you might have been involved in? What do you think about those leagues for guys? Oh, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Well, you know, I didn't you know, I didn't get no looks out of college at all. I used the, um, the indoor leagues and arena leagues to propel me to get to the CFL. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the next thing closest to the NFL. So, I mean, if you – dominate where you're at the scouts are going to see you it don't really matter where you're at the scouts are going to see you wherever you're at but you just got to dominate you had those uh those funky was it the river monsters what was your team called dakota river, river monsters kentucky river monsters with uh with the uh the lefty 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 jared lorenzen yeah was the uh was the qb so you got to, i'm sure some some looks there and uh how, how much fun I, i'm sure you weren't making that much money dakota but how much fun was it playing in, in those games no, you don't make a lot of money in it at all. It's just really for exposure. I yeah. had a part-time job there as well. I was working at Joe's Crab Shack washing dishes every day. Wow. But it was you were there for the exposure. But, I mean, they took care of, you know, all of your living expenses and stuff, and you get a chance to play football, get some film, and possibly go on to the next level. From there is when I went to um, Calgary's minicamp in uh, Tampa Bay, and I didn't make it out of minicamp. Then I came right back. Yeah. Dakota Marshall joining us uh, now in the workforce, just a, a regular dude, uh, a regular country boy, as he said, uh, joining us on the program. Uh, Dakota, how much, did, when you watch football now, and you were part of, uh, 
that was the the spread offense, the air raid and stuff. Now that stuff has crept into the NFL. Did you did you see Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen slinging it around uh, the other night? Yeah, I watched bits and pieces of it, but uh, I got a I got a little DB I'm raising. He's one years old. So <laughs> I'm chasing I'm chasing him around the house most of the time. Doing drills uh, with the, with the one year old. There you go. Uh these QBs and these offenses now. I don't know how anybody uh, excels on defense anymore, but. That it's all kind of cyclical, so maybe we'll come back one day down the road, Dakota, where where the defenses are kind of ruling the day again. Although, if you look at at college football, uh, the champion was the best team on defense, Georgia. So, uh, defense still wins championships, I guess. But man, these offenses are going crazy these days. They want to pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. You get about a you get about four lockdown DBs on the um, on the field, and uh, all that passing stuff gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Marshall uh, joining us today. Dakota, it looks like things are in the right direction uh, with East Carolina. How much uh, are you keeping up with the the Pirates? I know you uh, you tweet a lot about the game, so I guess you're uh, you're watching them, right? Oh yeah, man, I love my Pirates, man. I try not to miss nothing. I try not to miss nothing at all. But um, I mean, I watch the rec- right now. You know, watching the recruitment, seeing the transport portal, which I don't really like. I hate when people leave us, but you know, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's kind of how they do this day and time, but. Yeah, I watched a bunch of the recruiting on Twitter and stuff like that. As a player, Dakota, did that ever enter your mind? Like, hey, I, I want to play a few more snaps than I'm playing. I want to go somewhere else. I, I mean, it, it may have crossed your – I mean, did you ever have any thoughts like that when you were playing here? Man, heck no. Man, when I took my visit to East Carolina, I knew it was where I was going to be at. I'm only an hour and a half from home. My whole entire family came to every game. I wasn't leaving nowhere. <laughs> How about your recruitment, Dakota, along with East Carolina? What, what other – uh, options and, and thoughts did you have about playing college football? Well, I mean, I never really when I first started getting recruited, you know, it was kind of like surreal because I didn't nobody in my family's ever played like real college football or anything like that. So it was kind of just it was kind of like I was living in a dream world until it really happened. Hmm. And, you know, Coach Holtz popped up one day in my high school and I was like, oh, I guess this is real. <laughs> so ECU was the number one all along? Yeah, ECU. Well, there were other schools I wanted to go to, but I'm not going to name them. ECU was number one. There you go. That's all you got to say. Uh, Dakota Marshall joining us today. Uh, Dakota, what's, uh, I guess, good luck on getting uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, to respond to you on Twitter. I know you're trying to uh, get him to talk gas prices with you. Man, he don't never respond to me. Him or Kamala, they never respond, man. I don't know. I be. Tr- I just want. I just want the diesel prices down. That's it for me and my guys. Just one simple request. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Dump trucks out here. I got out the airport with me. We just want some lower diesel prices. That's it. That's it. But he won't respond to me. For those that aren't following, make sure you uh, you give Dakota a follow on Twitter. He's a he's a funny guy and. Uh, <laughs> Likes to laugh. Likes to. You also, um, you're you're a bit of a troll, Dakota. You don't mind arguing with folks too. I've noticed. No, man, it's social network. Why not have a? Come on, have a good time. It's social network. You know, we ain't got to be nasty or nothing. But man, no, I don't mind at all. I'm with you, man. It's uh, let's have some fun. You're using it for laughs and fun. I'm all on board with that, man. Uh, well, Dakota, I hope uh, you said you're doing some paperwork, some boring stuff. So I wanted to. Uh, make your day go by a little faster. Maybe uh, get the snow out of here so you can get back to work, man. Right. I appreciate it. Dakota, thanks, man. We'll talk to you again down the road. All right. I see. There he is, Dakota Marshall. And uh, 
sometimes i do interviews and sometimes it feels like i'm just talking a guy to a guy that i grew up with like like hey let me call this guy i haven't <laughs> talked to him in a while he is oh, that's how that was funny dude country boy uh dakota oh, yeah. marshall and uh chandler bryce williams got the cold shoulder from the panthers dakota marshall and all the way there got sent home when i heard that while you were talking to him i literally kind of had to sit back and like rethink about who i cheer for in the national football league because i can't believe i mean i'm a big east carolina fan i i'm i'm all in on east carolina over the panthers i've, I've been uh, emotionally invested longer than i have with the panthers i i can't let that happen that's two yeah two. and i know bryce personally and uh the story that he's told with the panthers really kind of hurt me but dakota marshall who i loved as an eight nine year old playing for flying around for ecu knowing that now <laughs> there might be a plus i might, I might, be, the, I might be on he, the move he got to charlotte long enough to smell charlotte smelled, and that's about it he smelled charlotte charlie and then, and then he was gone again he was gone. I, I, with all the stuff going on with the panthers now with this added to it chandler i'm just saying maybe it's not me that needs to look for a new team maybe it's you it could be me I could be on the move. Maybe since we're brothers, non-blood. Wearing the same jeans. We, we are. Is there any more room for us in Is there any jeans? more room in your jeans, in your football team jeans? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we together should jump into a pair of four-legged jeans for a new football team. Hey, I'm down. Right. Hey, that was a good conversation with Dakota Marshall. I was telling you earlier today... Uh, I worked for a hardware store back in my hometown of Roseboro. Um, and so I was off one day and went back the next day. And a guy that I was working with said, hey, dude, just letting you know, there was a guy that came in here yesterday doing – he brought us some stuff. Um, he said he played for ECU. I said, oh, when did he play? He said he played for Skip Holtz, um, and it was in the late 2000s. I was like, well, did you get his name? He said – I can't remember his last name, but I want to say his first name was Dakota. And I go, Dakota Marshall? And he said, that's it. That's who it was. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, you so. missed out on that uh, that autograph opportunity. And then maybe not an autograph, but I was definitely going to take a picture with him. <laughs> definitely. All right, let's uh, take a break, talk to another guy who kind of feels like we grew up with, another country boy. We got a lot of country boys on the show today. Does he also <laughs> wear the same jeans? Ah, uh, we can't fit into Bryce's jeans. Nah, he ain't got no room. Yeah. No room in his jeans. <laughs> that boy. You seen how that boy wear them jeans? He so, paints them on. We'll uh, <laughs> take a time out and come back. Bryce Williams joins us. Also, Chip Thompson scheduled to appear on the show. And last call if you want to get in on the Pirate Radio raffle. Type in a number between 1 and 100 on our Facebook Live video. Share that, and uh, you will have a chance to win a prize. A shrimp taco lunch to Chico's, if you can be our special raffle drawing winner. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Alrighty, back with you. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We'll do our uh, raffle drawing coming up in uh, just a few moments. See who our winner is on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer. We got Doug here. And Doug. What's up, Doug? What's up, buddy? <laughs> what's up? Uh, also known as Chandler Honeycutt. And Bryce Williams joins us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Bryce, welcome back. Good to see you, man. Good to see y'all. Thanks for having me back. Another week. Yeah, smile on your face. <laughs> you always got a smile on your face. I try to be. You ever have a bad day? Mm, dang. I have some stressful yeah. days, but yeah. bad days? No, nah, just bad moments crap that hey, is a great line that right is there. a great line bad days no bad moments sure yeah you just you move on right yeah all right well you had some good days on the uh the football field one of your old teammates joins us on the pirate radio live line i uh, wanted to get him on to talk about his his team the 49ers are in the nfc championship mm. also he's an outdoorsman like yourself he is former pirate safety chip thompson joining us on the program chip how you doing man I'm doing good, man. Glad to be here. Great, great to hear your voice again, yeah. Chip. Uh, everybody, uh, every time your name comes up, I say you might have been the funniest guy on the team, but no, nobody outside of the team really knew about it. You were funny on Twitter, but every time I went to interview, like after a practice, you'd barely talk to me. So, like, well, you you just weren't big on the interviews. Were you shy, Chip? Why did you never let your your personality show to us outside of the locker room? I ain't know what to do with my hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, who is that? Ron? Ricky Bobby. Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Doesn't yeah. know what to do with his hands. Uh, Chip, but uh, really had fun watching you play and obviously uh, getting to know you a little bit through social media. Uh, tell everybody uh, what you're up to these days. What are you doing now, man? Man, I am uh, back home in Jackson, Mississippi. I, um, I'm a finance manager at a dealership and I sell mortgages on the side. That's what I do. All right. Yeah. There we go. You gonna uh, you think is that a good line of work for Chip? Could he talk you into buying some stuff, Bryce? I think I'm pretty cheap, but so he, <laughs> he'd have to come at me hard with some good sweet talking for me to buy something. <laughs> uh, Chip, a uh, a short two years here at East Carolina. It flies by when you're a transfer, but uh, you were part of some really good teams here at ECU. Uh, I don't know when you look back at your time. As a pirate, what are uh, what's a thing or two that comes to mind for you and your your football playing days here? Man, just um, in the, in the peak, man, having fun. There's always magic in there. That's all I can remember. Some great crowds, some great memories, great moments, some big wins over rivalries that we've uh, rivals uh, that we've talked about with Bryce as well. What was uh, what's the, your favorite play you remember, Chip, from your playing days? Favorite play, uh. Oh yeah, the fumble, the scoop and score. Oh yeah, Chandler, you were talking about that one. I remember that. When I hear Chip Thompson, I think about that play. Was that 
What year was that, Chip? Was that 2012? 2012, yeah, 2012. And that was the season opener, right? So that would have been your first game here, Chip? The hot game. Yep, first, first one, first one. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, scoop and score to the house. Chip, did you ever match up with Bryce in practice? All the time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's so strong. I hated going to get those tight ends. <laughs> We had who did we have on? Was it? Um, oh, it was Tay Cooper who was giving you some compliments the other day, oh, Bryce. Yeah. Now we got so like of all the one-on-one battles you had against Chip in practice, how many did you win? How many did he win? Bryce? Oh God, um, I, I don't. Mm, it was even. Nah, me. Chip was. Chip, I didn't like going against. I didn't like going against any of the guys. I just. I just had to do my best, but uh, oh, you're being you're being kind. Hey, no, nah, I'll say it was fifty. He's being modest. He's being modest. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of won't fair, Chip, uh, to go against Card and Hardy, and then you got to deal with Bryce. And I, I mean, the, the offense was stacked those days. Oh yeah, very. You, you got you got guys that, that didn't see the field much, but at practice, you, you you were trying to figure out why they didn't see the field. <laughs> And I've heard this before. I guess that's what prepares you for the game, right? You probably uh, had a tougher time dealing with them at practice than you did come Saturday during games, right? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you got Chip Thompson. We're doing, we're doing one-on-ones, and we don't have no D-line rushing thing, so. Oh, yeah. He just got yep, got all day. And then, I, which I never was like – the big double move, triple move, but my goodness, Chip obviously being a safety. Chip, isn't it crazy how many triple moves, double moves the receivers do in one-on-ones, and you're like, wait a second, is this even realistic? It's not realistic. <laughs> so, I kind of fell, I fell for the, you know, the safeties and the DBs. I'm like, what the heck? They got like seven seconds to run around <laughs> like this. <laughs> you know, shoot. Man, yeah. it's cool here hearing your voice, Chip. I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, it just every time we talk to you know former players, I'm like, just having flashbacks, and I'm just sitting here and uh, reminiscing uh, whenever I hear former players and especially old Chip. Well, I'm, Chip's still a man of few words. Did, did he ever talk in the locker room, Bryce? Oh yeah. I, I mean, okay. when I first came in and saw Chip, I said, dang, he's got like a strong jaw mean looking fella and then, it, <laughs> and then chip smiled and it was cool me and me and chip hit it off it, it was it had a good time together okay, what'd you say a strong jaw strong, mean strong looking jaw guy. mean looking fella <laughs> chips that sound like you yeah man hey bryce what was that guy what was that guy from in new york Pinier? oh Pinier. so it's <laughs> tony collins is from oh yeah, yeah. well there's a story about that yeah because it was like me you mags and rocco or something wasn't it chip oh my god who would do pinyan and i still <laughs> i still call shane pin uh grove pin so when the tony <laughs> when tony collins came to talk to us one time uh and coach Ruff went pinyan and like Tony Collins repeated it, and they're like, "We're like, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck is Pinyan?" <laughs> and we had no idea. And then from then on, it was me, Chip, uh, Mags, Rocco, and then I think Shane jumped in there and Grove and Hey Pin. I mean, to literally still say Hey Pin to, to Shane, and we're like, "What in the world?" That's funny that it came up because I can never remember. And then when Tony brought it up one time during the radio show, I yeah. Was like, I almost had to hold him a laugh because that thing. We make a That's joke. That's an inside that. joke. Yeah. All right. The old pinion. 
Well, Rocco thought it was yam. He said yam. He'd be going pin yam, and me and Mags were like, "What are you talking about?" So that's a little joke of Rocco. But yeah, me us was that was that five of us. A little inside joke with pin yam. <laughs> Bryce Williams here, Chip Thompson on the Pirate Radio Live Line. It's Country Boy Day apparently on the show because we just had Dakota Marshall from Jacksonville. You, did you didn't play with him? Did you, Bryce? You were here yeah. after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota's a country boy from Jacksonville. He's got his hauling company, mm-hmm. uh, so we talked to him. We know Bryce now. Chip, you being from Mississippi, and I'm following you on social media. You do a lot of hunting and stuff like that. So, have you always been uh, a country boy yourself, doing that kind of stuff? Well, I, I just started hunting uh, a few years ago, but I always fish. Though. I always fish. So, what uh, what do you hunt down there in Mississippi? Um, right now, just deer, uh, rabbit, and uh, squirrel. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this sounds like a regular Wednesday show now, Bryce. Oh no, this is nice. Is y'all's deer season still in, Chip? Yeah, we got we got about three more weeks. Yeah, yeah, I remember there because y'all start what in October or y'all still start in September. Yeah. Yeah, October 1st. Yeah, so it's like a month difference, which I kind of wish we started when y'all did, Chip, because September it's hot as hot as fire outside. The mosquitoes will carry you away, and especially being in Mississippi, I'm sure is the case. Um, but I feel like it just it gets better, you know, obviously with the temperatures get even cooler and stuff, as Chip's probably experienced. Have you shot anything this year? Yeah, um, I, I haven't went that much, but uh, I knocked two doors down one afternoon. There we go. Hey, I get fired up with a doe, buck, whatever it is. You said, so Bryce, you went, what, buck, doe, one buck, one doe? Is that yeah, one buck, one doe this year. Which so it's two to two on the scoreboard. I know. And Chip's, Chip's got time. Golly, he's got time. <laughs> Chip, you, got, you must have a deep freezer because I don't have any space for it for more than two deer. <laughs> yeah, see, he's got it, so he's good to go. <laughs> How many deer can y'all kill in Mississippi? Uh, as many as you want, from the longer I've read. As long as you're just not selling them or anything like that, we don't have a tag uh, system. Really? Hmm. Hey. It's just, that, that's just a free-for-all. Grand Theft Auto out there. Yeah. <laughs> Chip can pile them up. <laughs> Chip Thompson joining us. Chip, uh, how about athletics-wise these days when you get out of your uh, your suit? So you like to hunt. Uh, you doing any playing basketball? What are you doing uh, to stay in shape these days? Just hitting the gym every morning. There we go. Um, trying to get rid of this dad body that I created for myself. <laughs> How many kids you got, Chip? I got two, two little girls. Yep, two little girls, and uh, you're you're proud of them because you post them a lot on uh, social media that I see. And Chip's also proud uh, to be a 49ers fan mm. right now with this team in the NFC Championship. Uh, I'm not going to trash on the quarterback because you're winning games, but. I, I don't know. What's your take on Jimmy G, uh, Chip? You, you, you went with special teams and defense. How about Jimmy G? What do you think about him at QB? Jimmy G made some, some push throws uh, Saturday night. I can't. It's a, it's a little hate thing. You know he can be so much better than he puts out there. And then I, I said like this. My uncle caught me after he threw the interception. He was always over. I was like, nah, he got it out the way. Now he's going to play. Lights out. And that's exactly what he did. Go ahead and get that pick out of the way early and then uh, come back. Man, I I love Kyle Shanahan. He he was great as a coordinator with Washington. But the way he uses Debo Samuel, I said earlier this week, Debo needs a raise because he's playing three different positions, uh, but but namely running back, wide receiver. But uh, Chip, as a former player, 
you got to love uh, the innovation there to just get your best player to football, no matter where he's at, uh, how he's doing on the field. Get him the ball. They they do that a lot with Debo. Right, man. I, I, I wouldn't want to tackle him. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, he's a tough dude Especially too. The name Debo, another country boy, South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, then and man, he does it all on the field. How do you like your chances uh, against the Rams this week, Chip? We own the Rams. They ain't beat us in three years. <laughs> we own the Rams. Mm. Wow, that's strong. You got no fear at all then heading into Sunday. I ain't have fear about Aaron Rodgers. Chip's on a high right now. He's talking straight trash. All right, so you're feeling good about your Niners, Chip. Uh, Great to hear from you, man. Bryce, you got anything else for uh, for Chip? Uh, I'm looking at the picture y'all chose of uh, Chip. I don't know if you can see it, Chip, but they he got them biceps in there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) He got some good arms. (laughs) (laughs) Am am, am I get my cute, Bryce? You cute, strong fella. (laughs) <laughs> he's got yeah he's smiling he's got the teeth out i know biceps number one who was the uh who was the strongest guy on y'all's uh teams back then who comes to mind i guess the first person i'm thinking of chip is uh darrell johnson yeah, yeah. he was uh, uh stanley stanley was real strong too yes yeah, stanley was strong terrell stanley terrell stanley. stanley yeah um i know terry williams could squat cj could Ooh. squat and bench oh. Um. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of. I mean, who was the uh, fastest guy? Who was the fastest? Uh, chip? Wasn't me. Me. Chip. Shoot. We'll, we'll give it to Chip. Fast. We'll give it to Chip. Uh, I don't know who it was. It wasn't me. I sent Chip a video. Chip is modest and talks junk. That's why I like it. But uh, Bryce, when we were doing a watch, we were watching a game, and you cursed one time. And I sent the video to Chip uh-huh. because he got smoked on a, a screen pass. <laughs> and Chip said, I always got smoked. <laughs> now he's saying he's the fastest. Which one yeah, is it? Wait a second. Yeah, that'll make sense. We got to go to the film on that. <laughs> go to the film. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Chip, uh, enjoy getting you on, man. Uh, keep uh, glad to hear you're doing well. You got a beautiful family. Good luck to your Niners. And uh, good to catch up with you here uh, today on the show, man. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, buddy. Good to hear from you. Chip Thompson, uh, former DB. Wish he would wish he'd be as personable as he is online when we talk to him. I know. Because he's like really funny, but he's just a man of few words. Yeah. When was the last time you talked to Chip Thompson? Twenty thirteen. Uh, yeah. It's been a while. I can just tell on your face the enjoyment you had talking <laughs> yeah. to him. You know, yeah, it, kinda, like, like you said, it kinda just takes you back. It really does. Uh like, I mean it, it probably has been since he graduated so to hear his voice and you know just know we were teammates for two years and the fun we had i mean it's yeah it's definitely cool to hear past guys that i played with that we got it and we always say this it'd be really cool to get bryce and uh well bryce with anybody hunting would be funny mm-hmm. but like oh, yeah. bryce and chip like two actual oh yeah, uh, yeah. hunters together for doing sure. stuff. yeah well, he's on a roll he's got two deer already and they got three more weeks unlimited amount he can shoot and he's got more time he might get you bryce this year he's yeah hopefully he gets some horns i'd like so he said that you can kill however i guess he says as long as you're not selling them there's no tags you know bag limits i'm like well shoot interesting yeah i really it's a deer purge down there there's a plethora plethora. (laughs) deer down in jackson bad time to be a deer in jackson (laughs) mississippi Mm mm-hmm 
All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll have our drawing. Talk uh, a little football, a little uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams. And more. Last call if you want to get in. Head over to Facebook Live. Type in a number, 1 through 100, and uh, you will be entered into our contest. We'll have our random drawing coming up when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back did you miss a show on pirate radio well you can listen to all of pirate radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on apple Podcasts, soundcloud or spotify Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Hi, talking about some old football memories with Bryce Williams here today. Uh, Josh Thomas checking in, listening to us live from the duck blind. What's the duck blind? What's a duck blind, He's Bryce? a duck blind right now. He's getting that evening hunt in. He ain't got That's much. What well, he sent it uh, about 30 minutes ago or so. Oh, I got you. So he's got a little bit of time. What is that, like a deer stand? What, what is a duck blind? Duck blind is pretty much a deer stand in a swamp. So you're low? You're low, but you're low, yeah. Okay. So we're, when is this coming to an end? I know that I asked this last week. Uh, Monday. So I'm wow. Gonna, oh. You got to get it in. I'm going to try. I need to kill something. I, I've been... But man, nothing's nothing's hit the water yet. All right, well, uh, we'll get some pirate radio outdoors in a minute. Right now, we need to do our raffle drawing. Raffle time. Let me run over our contestants today who have entered in. Uh, I guess Johnny has already won a prize this month. He says he's uh, in, but not an official official entry for entertainment purposes only. His number is eleven. Okay, but he is not eligible to win. John has seventy seven. Bob eight. Uh, Johnny G, 72. Josh, 36. Susan, 75. Dustin, 19. Scott, 23. Hannah, 9. Brandon, 38. Kevin, 22. Mike P, 30. Quentin, 42. Gay, 99. Sim, 59. Elton, 35. Eddie, 31. Those are the entries. What we're going to do, I got my random number generator here, Bryce. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to hit it three times. And after the third time, I won't have you read the top number. So there's one. Uh huh. There is two. And we're going to hit it one more again. And the winning number is. Oh, 70. Closest to the pin to 70. Is it our basketball guy? Looks like our basketball guy, Johnny Gardner. Yes, sir. Johnny G. Johnny wow. G is our winner of a free shrimp taco oh, man. lunch to Chico's. So, Johnny, if you could uh, shoot us a message or give us a call if you're listening at this moment, 317-1250. We'll get your uh, info and get that out to you. So, congratulations to Johnny. We'll do a YouTube giveaway coming up on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. All right. Um, Bryce, you watch any uh, football this weekend? You know, you'd be proud of me. I watched a full game, which was uh, 
Tampa. Yeah. The, no, no, wait. Saturday was. Okay, Saturday we had Bengals and Titans. Titans, Titans, and then we had Packers Niners. That was Saturday. I watched Packers Niners Saturday night. Saturday night, I missed Cincinnati. I was probably outside. Okay. Um, I did watch Packers Niners, and then I watched Rams Bucks Bucks, and then I watched a little bit of. Um, Yep, uh, Bills Chiefs. Bills. Chiefs. You said you saw the highlights of Bills Chiefs, and we're yeah. like, "Well, what?" Because if you re- did watch that game and then stop watching and saw the final score, you're probably thinking, "What in the world happened?" I did because I <laughs> I went to bed early. I was like, "Man, this game's gonna run late," and I'm like, "I'm going to bed." Doesn't seem, you know, because I don't think it really was exciting in the beginning. No, nah, no. Nah. So I was yet again. I was like, same with the national championship. I was like. Pfft. I'm going to bed. I got to get up in the morning. And I wake up, and I'm like, where in the world this come from? And then obviously I watched the highlights of that game, and I was like, wow. It's, it's um, How about a team gets the ball, Bryce, down three with 13 seconds left, and easily a couple plays, and they kick a field goal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, between that, you know, the Bills-Chiefs game, when I saw the highlights, that was like, holy moly. And then obviously the Rams – Bucks is the one I really watched. Um, Which that game should have been over in the third oh, quarter. Oh, for sure. For the what the Rams should yeah should have ran away with that. But it was it was like a a pick by Brady and then a fumble by Sam Bradford or something. It was just back and forth, back and forth. I'm Matt like, Stafford, you're going way back with Sam Bradford. Oh, I was thinking. I, <laughs> you're going, I always used to get them mixed up for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I, um, and by the way, I'm a Stafford fan. I so I'm going to come to his defense here. The center snapped the ball when he wasn't looking. That can't be his fault. No, nah, right, I've, yeah. I've heard people say like it was a high snap. It was over his head. It wasn't over his head. Uh oh, he, he wasn't ca- looking. He can catch it here, uh, but he's yeah. not looking. So, yeah, right. so who is that on? That's got to be on the center, right? Mm-hmm. Center's not aware of that. Yeah, because I mean, certainly Matt didn't call the play. I heard him. Call- I, well, I didn't hear him. I read his lips when they had it in slow mo, and he said, "I didn't call the play." Or you, you know, they didn't they call so. the cadence yeah right? yeah yeah um yeah i wouldn't put it on him but so that was back and forth and then for tom to come back and tie it, cooper yeah, cup had a fumble tied too. up cooper cup had the fumble and then the acres i kind of was like because they were talking to him about the whole game about yeah the you know um uh, mcveigh's giving him these chances and getting his confidence up and yada 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 and then he fumbled i was like oh my gosh you just you know get you know you're getting these chances and then you fumble you know, in a huge game towards the end, and then it was funny when they won. He, I could tell he was just like, "Oh my gosh, I got so lucky." Yeah, because the fumble um, before halftime was yeah. huge too. Cam yeah. Akers, uh, do you remember Chandler? We start talking NFL off season, like when training camps begin, and we say it's no news is good news because the only yeah. news that comes out are injuries. Right. Cam Akers had the first big injury of the summer last year. I remember. So his first game was the last week of the regular season against the 49ers, who they're going to play. He had five carries in that game, then 17, and then 24. It's kind of what you're talking about, Bryce. They want to give him the ball because he hadn't played all year. Mm -hmm. So he gets 24 carries and had two lost fumbles in that game uh, against Tampa. And we'll see if they go back to him in the NFC Championship. But Mm -hmm. he's basically... Like in week four of the preseason right now, yeah, playing yeah. in his fourth game. So, yeah. And then that kind of tells you how long the NFL season is, really. I oh, mean, yeah. Because his injury was 
Uh, what? It's been eight months ago, I guess. What yeah. is it? Oh, Fifth, so February, March, April. But the May, injury June, was a, maybe a, Achilles. Was it Achilles? It was an ACL. Yeah. It was something like that. Where usually it's like, all right, he's done for the year. Mm. And Which luckily, is, it's good because he's fresh, right? But it's bad because he hadn't taken the hits. Yeah. And so. yeah. Like, mm, goodness gracious! And now yeah. we got some. Now what? T- the games are Saturday and Sunday, or now it's just. I just asked that same question. Just oh, Sunday, yep. Sunday, and it's only four teams left. Correct. Correct. Championship games. We got the AFC Championship, the Bengals mm. going on the road to play Kansas City, and then it'll be the Niners and Rams playing for the third time. As Chip Thompson said, we own the Rams. Uh, the Niners beat them both times this regular season. Mm. I won't even scare to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't scared. Uh, so you said you watched that game. The Niners, so you got Josh Allen, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, all these quarterbacks putting up Brady, putting the, up these numbers. Mm. The Niners win it with a block punt, a block field goal, and defense. And no offensive touchdown. Yeah. So, Dang. how much wow. confidence can you have in them to go do that same thing against the Rams? They're going to have to score mm-hmm. on offense if they're going to beat L.A. Oh, for sure. Uh, paying attention to the Rams, I mean, they got seems to be a creative offense. You know what they do with uh, you know Cooper Cup. I mean, you know, Higby was getting a bunch of targets, and this is going to be a tough one. I now I don't know if I go Jimmy G or Rams. That's a tough one. <laughs> I think Bryce hates Jimmy picking. G is still your quarterback in the playoffs. That's hey, you true. called him. That, oh yeah, that's your guy. So might as well and it is cool watching D, uh, Debo, uh, yeah, and then of awesome. course uh, you know watching uh, George Kittle. I mean, I might have to go against the team I actually was with the longest, and probably go for Niners because <laughs> just because yeah. Um, and then we got uh, Chiefs, Chiefs Bengals. Chiefs I'm are seven Bengals. point favorites. I'm definitely going. Bengals. But your guy Jimmy G's got to limit the mistakes. He's got to for sure. He's got to limit the what bad do you mean throws. You're definitely going Bengals. Why is that? I just, I'm kind of tired of yeah. seeing the Chiefs. little Chiefs Jackson fatigue. Mahomes. Yeah, Chiefs fatigue and Patrick. Price don't know who Jackson Mahomes is. Uh, his brother. So I only know him from seeing him. And from apparently his wife. Yeah, okay, so you do know. Yeah. You do know so about So I know his brother's just kind of a lame I guess. <laughs> I was wondering what word you were going to call it with. <laughs> I was just kind of keeping a radio yeah. correct. You know, what if, so your brother, he was, uh, was your brother an athlete? Sean, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the kick. You know, he was a kicker. Um, you know, he was uh, played here for a few years. Okay. You know, he's the one. You know, pretty much was my recruiter. But yeah, he was an athlete, and um, so he wasn't doing TikToks before the game while you uh, were about to take the field. No. Or I guess that time it'll been like like YouTube, MySpace videos, like MySpace, <laughs> like a Vine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was he doing vines on the side? <laughs> no, no, goodness, no. Sean is yeah not into that mess. But uh, but yeah. All right, Bryce's picks are it. You like Burrow and Chase hooking up. Last time these two teams played, Chiefs Bengals, Jamar Chase had over 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Mm. So they give up points. Oh, the yeah, Chiefs they're can. teammates. And right? uh, what, Burrow and Chase? Yeah, right. That's yeah, LSU. they were at LSU. They are again now. Yeah. And they're putting up some big numbers. And what a great game they gave us earlier this year, Chiefs and Bengals. That was so, a wild one. Sure. It'll be flipped because I believe the Chiefs were at the Bengals. So this yep. time, mm-hmm. Chiefs will have their chance at yeah. home. Now, who's the tight ends for Cincinnati? Uh, what's his name, Tyler, uh, CJ? It's not Boyd. Boyd's not a no, tight end. It's, uh, um, he's got a, a funny name. I feel like I... It, mm, I feel like I know. CJ's not turning on his is mic. Is it Azuma? Uh, or is he a wide receiver? similar to that. It is... Man, they got some old tight ends listed yeah. up here. Tyler Eifert, Jermaine Gresham. He ain't played there in years. Is Eifert retired? Where is he? 
Uh, CJ Azuma. Yeah, yeah Shirley, Azuma. Call. I Thank just I, I didn't know if he was a tight end yeah. or if he was a wide receiver. First hey, person we, that came to mind was TJ Hushmanzada. And, I don't think he <laughs> and he hasn't played in years. <laughs> Tyler Eifert. Jackson. Notre Dame great. He last played in 2020 with the Jaguars. Mm. So there you go. And the, oh, so they kicked him off to bring in Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Adele and Bengals, we have the ECU t- tackles Smith. Deontay Smith. Smith so, yeah. I mean. I'm going Bengals. All right, best tight end left. You got Kittle, Kelsey, Azuma, and who are we missing? The Higby. Oh, Tyler D- Higby. D- D- no, no, never mind. Uh, They're out. They're uh, out. Dude, uh, it's got to be Kelsey. I mean, he's the best. He's uh, he's really good. I, lo- we, we I have love found out Kittle. I love Kittle. We yeah. have found out that he's a genius. Tight ends are you know geniuses too. Oh yeah. Did uh, you see the video? The way he orchestrated that, that thirteen second drive. He basically created his own route. He said, hey, look, I'm going to be here. Find me. I'll be open. Wow. At the last second, Mahomes goes, do it, Kels. Do it. I'll show and sure enough, he's wide open in the middle of the field. I wow. mean, he just he runs up the field, doesn't make any kind of juke move. He just runs up the middle of the field and catches the football. Bryce Williams wow. joining us. We'll take a timeout, come back. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors and have more for you on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market for today. The Dow was down 129 points and closed at 34,168. The Nasdaq was up two points at 13,542. The S&P was down six points at 4,349. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. On this day, 30 years ago, the Washington Redskins hoisted the Lombardi Trophy, and they have been irrelevant ever since. <laughs> On this day, 88 years ago, 88, Mr. Baseball was born. Tom Selleck? No. <laughs> the Uke. Uh, Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker. And on this day, 54 years ago. She was ready for this. Wow. One Mary Lou Retton was born. Mary Lou Retton is a gymnast. You are correct, okay, sir. Good. Mm. Thank you. An Olympic then, champion gymnast. Hope one of these are a trivia question. Well, I'm not hosting tonight, but it still could be because mm-hmm. Steve is a Redskins fan. I want to say P1 listener Chad Moore. When I I believe that was the Super Bowl where instead of watching the whole game, I believe Chad and I might have been playing John Elway football on the Nintendo. Chad confirmed that for me. I have a memory of that in my brain right now from all those years ago. Uh, you guys never played John Matt or uh, John Elway football. Bill Walsh college football was before your time. I no, I have, didn't play that. Madden was your what was your first Madden game? Do you remember the year? I think Who was mine on the cover? Was Madden 07. 
Who's on the cover of that one? Do you recall? Vince Young, maybe? No, Madden 08 was my first. Madden 08 with Vince Young. Was 07 Brett Favre? And if it it is, then that was my first one. Okay, Madden 07 was... Sean Alexander. That was was my first one. (laughs) That was was really my first one. Because I I remember I played with Sean Alexander just because he was on the cover of Madden. Madden 09 was Favre. Yeah, that was mine. How old is Madden? Like the game itself? They had Nintendo games back in... No, back in like the early 90s. Um, Let's see. Let's look at the first madden football game mom just texted me and said my oldest brother had all the madden games <laughs> i did not know that wow. well i um stopped getting them at some point but i had pretty much all of them trying to find so the creation what well, says 1980s it can't be anyway uh in the early 90s madden developed a game for the sega genesis video game console uh, but yeah, I remember it before it had players on the cover. I had those back in the uh, in the nineties. I remember getting Madden '08, and the one I, the the reason I remember this one is because I used to think it was so crazy as a nine ten year old going I, first team I ever played with. I went to the Titans. I looked at the roster management, and I found Chris Johnson. I thought that was so cool. So I would play. Oh, yeah. with, I would play with Chris mm. Johnson. Oh yeah, on Madden. So. Bryce, in 1988, they had a game for a computer, MS-DOS, Apple II, so they had a computer game. 1990, the uh, the Genesis and Super Nintendo uh, had a game. So 1990, mm, wow. it first came to the video Jeez. game. That is going back in the day. First Madden cover boy. I believe we did oh, this yeah. uh, at that? Trivia. Who is it, CJ? He's a running back that won the Heisman Trophy. Ooh. Do you remember Chandler? Um, Titans. Oh, Eddie George. Eddie George. Oh, wow. First Madden cover boys. There's some trivia for you. Eddie George. And who is the most random Madden cover athlete? I would say it is Peyton Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. What is who? (laughs) Exactly. He was a full fullback slash running back for the Chiefs, uh, who had like one good year. Yeah. And in the Browns, do you remember? He had a weird face mask. Mm. he had uh he had really one good year but they put him on the cover of madden and i mean this is like a big time thing i think it was a fan vote thing too uh i would say vince young although you can't call him random but he did not have a good nfl career no he was a great college player but that's pretty random for a madden cover uh all right bryce that's what us indoorsmen did we played (laughs) video games while you were outdoors doing other things so uh catch us up on what the week has been like for you outdoors let's see i saw you wednesday correct thursday oh i know i went in a duck hunting this morning um but dang didn't i go where was i this past weekend don't ask us bryce i cannot help Watch you with the that game so me saturday it snowed Oh, that's when I went Friday. You know, I did my whole marking the land and everything like that. Yeah, that's right. We already talked about duck hunting last. Hang on. I got, it's been, you I ever did. thought of keeping up with the journal? <laughs> Honestly, I might. Okay. I do want to say this, is that the thicker than the mule snot was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
We got that. Yeah, yeah I did from Snow that, Day. Yeah, yeah, I did that Friday. So did that whole land. You know how long? Found some bear poop. Found bear, bear poop. crap. And I walked that land. It took me over three hours to go through all that mule snot. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was. I was. I brought my twenty two, thinking, "Oh man, I'm gonna walk the land. I get to be outside. It's cold. I'm gonna shoot squirrels, whatever." While I'm marking this land, no. I, that gun kept getting tangled up on briars and vines and trees. I almost chunked the thing at one point. And you were prepared to wrestle a bear if need be. If need be. <laughs> I knew some moves. But I can't break those out yet, only when the, the um, situation arises. So I did that Friday, and then Monday, I went duck hunting with a buddy, and we saw some birds. And, of course, we're sitting up over in the swamp, and we're in a, you know, in the hole they were thinking they're going to land and got decoy set up. Well, there's, tr- I don't know what the name of them are. These trees in the swamp, not the cypress trees, but these other trees in the swamp. They don't get that tall. They got a bunch of limbs on them. And you can't really see through them, but I'm sitting there in the swamp and there's another opening to my right. And sure enough, I hear landing in the water and I think it's about four woodies um, land. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, we're sitting here right here. Your buddies are right here. You know, your, de- your friends are right here. Come land your with them. Well, sure enough, no. So They're I, fake friends. Fake friends. <laughs> and I see him, and I'm like, well, daggum, where'd they go? Because I was going to try to jump them up, shoot them. And, uh, well, I, they disappeared. No lie. A few minutes later, you know, you hear them land in the water. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I sort of, as soon as I sort of get up to try and do some kind of shot, they fly off. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We're seeing all these birds fly right over the trees just out of range or too high I'm like daggummit these daggum ducks are killing me making a death I mean a desperate man I was getting to be <laughs> and my buddy um, Hunter I mean he can blow the crap out of a duck call super good and I'm like so I feel good when I'm you know with him trying to get him in but these birds are just other things other other places to play you know it wasn't our home mm. so when he ended up shooting a woody and you know it's been scarce i think this whole season for everybody for the most part from what i've heard so that was monday within this morning um you know because the season goes out this coming monday uh, so i'm trying to get in while i can me and uh, jay went and sure enough we're in there and the woodies like to fly super early but you know they're flying over the trees and not flying out in range or anything like that I'm like, daggummit, okay. So it's it's about 30 minutes, and we don't see anything, just don't hear nothing. And every time, and every hunter could have, you know, attest to this, you get up, as soon as you get up and start getting your decoys up and you're not prepared, sure enough, two ducks fly in front of us. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I'm like, well, whatever. And so then we're, you know, working on getting the rest of the decoys up, and sure sure enough, I look up, and I got two mallards, that are flying over us looking at us and all the decoys already up I'm like are you kidding me so they fly off how many times did you say are you kidding me and, uh, I was I was making a count too <laughs> well it's it's one of those things and uh, because it happens all the time to me and they fly off and this is the first time I've actually done this because most of the time I let my buddies call or whatever and I'm pretty hesitant just because I don't want to mess up well those milers took off and I had to come back call on them and sure enough they circled back around and got about tree height, a little higher tree height, and I said, screw it, I'm going to take some shots. And I let three ring out, and unfortunately, I didn't hit one. So, mm. And so we're like, well, let's sit, you know, let's sit back down. 
we set it back up. It's like, well, once you flip the switch, you say, all right, I think I'm done. You know, it's kind of shot, but like, oh, we'll sit back down. We sat down for another 10 minutes, like, there ain't nothing going to happen soon. How long does it take you to get to that point where you're like, all right, I'm done. Like, I, I'm just not going to be, I'm not going to have um, any success today. Because I know you have to have patience yeah, in any kind of hunting. Yeah, day. for sure. We probably, we should have sat to at least, because shooting light was 644. Saw a bunch of, you know, we not a bunch. We saw birds flying from 644 to, you know, 7. And then, you know, 30 minutes went by and we're like, okay, like we're not seeing nothing. But most of the time, like your bigger ducks will fly later. Should have known that, but I was like, man, I just don't feel good about it. It just was too quiet. Nothing was happening. So we probably should have, lit, like, swamp hunts. I mean, you would have, I've sat to like 9.30, but I should have at least sat to like 8, 8.30 this morning just in case um, for duck hunt. When you're doing open water stuff, I think, you know, you, you pretty much will sit out there a pretty good while. But All right. We're short on time. I do have two questions. One was, oh, yeah, you said your buddy could blow the the crap out of a duck call like why is that a skill like what makes somebody better at it than somebody else um, how to explain it well he was he went to formal but he was like four time state champ and you know duck caller and then went to arkansas and everything what separates him from you it's there's it's technical because like you don't just what separates the men from the boys <laughs> it's in duck calling it's all how you're you know how you control your wind um how much you know pretty much how much breath you're you're blowing out of the call versus yeah. not and the back pressure with your hand you know wow all these oh there's I never knew that yeah duck call you don't just go you kind of it's a it science your, yeah you do it from your diaphragm and because they made they make totally different calls if you just blow it like you're thinking you're blowing a whistle um it's something man it's it's no just interesting yeah it's it is uh and when someone can do it it's cool in here charlie take us to break what you got channel i was gonna say I, my brother's the hunter in my family so and i know family he doesn't, he doesn't do it now but when he was younger it got annoying in the house oh, because yeah. he would just go all day long he practice when he yeah. when he first got his first duck, yeah <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. It, they get loud like a goose call. It's super, but they're all loud. But yeah, you don't. I don't get away with it too much in the house if I want to practice by any means. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Every time. Every time I forget. Every every time. Every time. There he is. And she said, stand by. I got distracted by Brandon Manning's coyote. Coyote. (laughs) You running into some coyotes out there, Bryce? You know. You better watch them. I have not came across hardly any coyote, if any, coyotes while I've been in the deer, in the woods, really. That's good. I mean, they, if I see them, it's getting to go down. I hear them. I don't ever see them. Yeah. All right. 
Bryce, thanks for hanging out. Thank y'all. For Glad we were me. able to reconnect you with your second teammate in yeah. the last couple of weeks. We're going to try to do this again uh, next week. I'll see if I can get another one of Bryce's old teammates on to talk Please to do. You. I love to see the happiness on yeah. Bryce's face. Oh, yeah. I wonder who it could be. Bryce, enjoy the weekend. Y'all as well. All right. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Shirley, CJ, Chandler, see you Thursday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.